Validate. You just landed a date with the girl of your dreams. But are you the man of hers? Don't chance it. Get a hype man from Validate. You can tell a girl all you want, but it means nothing unless vouched for. Our program is meant to fit your needs. With a full list of professional actors, we guarantee a natural and casual approach, making every time like the first time. Maybe you want her to think you are the altruistic type. Ralph, is that you? I haven't seen you since our time volunteering at the soup kitchen. How you been? The spiritual type. Dave, it's been a while. Are you still teaching those yoga classes? Dave here has an amazing mooing cow. We also do breakups. Hey, Charlie, last night was amazing. I never knew someone could love so long. Oh, who's this? Is this your sister? Try Valley Date today. Hello and thank you for cracking another road soda. Always bubbly and never flat. I don't know. You get nice. always bubbly. What's our catch? What's our catchphrase? Always bubbly and never flat. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying something different. On this episode, we have great Woody news. Dave Chappelle is a great guy. And we honor one of our biggest great fans, Grant Pettit. How's that? We have a, isn't that cool? We have Grant, an interview with the, the Grant Pettit calling into the show and writing into the show. Such a large, uh, you know, voice in a way. It's that feedback. I love it. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we talked to him for a bit. We get to learn about Grant. And I think that's going to be something I was telling him. Um, I was telling uh, Grant, Greg, that we should have Jeff and Nelly on too. What do you think? That wouldn't that be nifty? I think that would be nifty. I I would love to. Have, I mean, everyone that's listening to the show is like it's, it's always a two way street. We do right. hear from the regular listeners, and it's always nice to hear what people like, what people want, and uh, you know, yeah, what we can keep doing. I think you and I think that'd be great. I think at um, when the quarantine is kind of ended, we can record. Because right now, you know, everybody is separate. Everyone's uh, out. And um, I know Justin's working really hard, uh, putting in the extra hours for, for uh, his work that he's doing. But even if uh, even when he was doing it, he, I think he would also be Skyping in as well. So, you know, everyone's Skyping. And, um, but once this is, uh, we get back into it, we'll get, in the, we'll get together and we should also have... Because I think if we had Jeff and Nelly... Because they're going to be together on like one phone line, you know, and then we'll be together on the other side, and I think that'll work out nice, right? I don't know. I know it will. I know, I it, know will. it will. I know it will. And then they can tell us right to our faces how shitty. Like, what? Look, guys, you need to clean up your act. We need. We need this. We need this. That's your time. And uh, but thank you guys so much. You can uh, write into the show roadsodamail at gmail dot com. And you can also call into the show, 706-200-1213. If at any point they were talking about something, you're like, hey, I, I want to comment on that. Just pull your phone out. Or, I mean, you probably already got your phone out. But uh, just type in 
one two one three and be be heard be a part of the show and uh this is we also talk about you know the dave Chappelle, the mark twain award that was great and um you know some interesting stuff out here ready ready to go but first how about another word from our sponsors This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by 10% On. 10% On, America's favorite G-string retailer, is wishing America a happy Independence Day weekend. Come in this weekend and get 10% off. And also by... Flat Ice Malt has long been the official beer sponsor of Flat Earthers Everywhere. A great taste we can all agree on. Try all new Flat Ice Time Off IPA, bottled with Bud Light labels to minimize your chance of getting your ass kicked. is again just like last week and every week before it's the news it'll never as long as there's news we'll do the news the first thing up greg you also have the uh the email the email the list of of news articles you always get the reporter out first that's um this is the news article police woman crashes atlanta news van with reporter still inside what do you think that, like, what could that, okay. What do you mean with still inside? Like, I don't get it. Like, she was gonna, she was supposed to crash it. I don't, let's, uh, let's read it. Atlanta police say a woman who cracked, who cracked her car, wrecked. Oh my God. Holy shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair slip because most of the time people crack their cars. You didn't expect them to slip crash in there. I, that is. That's on them. That's on them. That's on them, man. You know what? Uh, who wrecked her car will be charged with kidnapping after stealing the I van. I drive a Fabergé Fusion. Oh, uh, now I get it. Fabergé Fusion. <laughs> My you... car gets cracked more often than crashed, so I'm with you <laughs> on that. Just cracks. A fab- oh, now I get it. It's, a, it's an egg joke. <laughs> this uh... Sonequa Lunsford. I knew. I knew her in high school, and I knew she was going to do some shit like this. Like We just said it in high school. She was going to smash into a car, wait for the news to show up, and then steal their van and crash that <laughs> That's shit. It's the perfect crime because then the news, they can't put you on the news. And if they can't put you on the news, it never happened. You know what I love most about ABC7 WWSVB? I'm sorry, WWSB in Atlanta. Yeah, what? When they're going to do like a, a seven-line news story, one of those lines is going to be super informative like, Reporter Ayana Hughes yelled and tried to get the woman to pull over while strapping herself in. Like, you, you only have six lines. I won't want them to be that. Tell me that someone yelled. You know, I had to trim a lot of fat out of this article. <laughs> I was a big decisions were made. I weren't. Uh, yeah, isn't that? These are some there of my a, favorite, too. I was going to leave it a line. I had a cup of coffee in my hand while reading the story, but I cut that out. And you guys are saying we need to keep it tight. So I just went with Ayanna Hughes yelled and get tried to get the woman to pull over. You know, it's a really re- that was a, extremely important. Disorder. It's a restriction to my to my journalistic integrity because I was holding that coffee when I wrote the story. People need to know. Ready exactly. for this? Uh, this is all you need to know. The van crashed about a mile away. Period. Hughes wasn't hurt. Period. Lunsford had an in- injured arm. Police say both women are pregnant. Now back wow. to you, Bob. How are the Braves doing? Wow. You know what that you know what sir that's why you're here and I'm and I'm that's why you're there and I'm here I get it now Both women are <laughs> The van crashed about a mile away 
Hughes wasn't hurt. Lunsford had an injured arm. Police say both women are pregnant. <laughs> Great it article. Is true. Quality report. The police did say that. Dude, it's like he's trying to build up. It's like a teaser for like a, a love triangle article that he's going to write later, later, like an editorial. But uh, ready for the next one? I think. Yes. Ready? Uh, um, I think I wrote here, the monkey is a hero. I don't remember this one. Tai Zhu forces Chimp to ride a bike and spray park with coronavirus disinfectant. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now, now that I'm actually clicking the article and looking at it and seeing a picture, there is like a handler walking the guy on like a leash and he's got like a Hawaiian shirt. The monkey's got like a Hawaiian shirt. He is wearing a mask. So, you know what? <laughs> I, I mean, thought it right was like the this. Bat, when I see New York Post, I see, okay, so this is very close to an Onion article. The right. New York Post is the closest <laughs> you're going to get to the Onion. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say that this monkey wasn't? He was being forced, man. That's free labor, though. And they said, none of us are going in there. We're not going in there. We send the monkey in with the, the janitor monkey. It says, disturbing footage from a zoo in Thailand shows a chimpanzee forced to sanitize the facility from the coronavirus. Like they got him in there, like sh- like shackled, and he's wearing I mean, he's he is a dressed tricycle. like Magnum PI. He looks like Magnum PI <laughs> during the coronavirus game. <laughs> he's got a he's got a little cowboy hat. He's really making a day of it. Doesn't seem like he's too torn up. I don't even think. All right, that's uh, what they're doing in Thailand. You know, and I I can get behind it. And but this last thing, I don't know if I can get behind this last article. Ready? Let the record show. Road soda broke the story first, and the article being exclusive. Son of a hitman podcast to tackle life and crimes of Woody Harrelson's father. Nice. Do you, do you hear that shit? That that I'm listening to that. Let me be on record right now saying I will listen to that. Son of a Hitman. It's a 10-episode podcast about his dad? It's about, it's with Woody Harrelson, it's about Woody Harrelson growing and his dad being a a hitman. Two years before Woody Harrelson won over TV audiences with his role, uh, sorry, with his role as the slow-witted, kind-hearted bartender Woody Boyd on Cheers, the actor's father, Charles Harrelson, was sentenced to life terms for the slaying of a federal judge in San Antonio. Now, if you listen to Road Soda, you know something about that. You know a thing or two about that. You think they oh, heard yeah, us, maybe. Craig? I think they did. We've been on the Woody Trail. I was actually thinking about a segment. This is something that we can still do, by the way. Yes. I'm, I'm just I'm spitballing on air. Go what ahead. if we did... I was thinking six degrees of Woody Harrelson. We could find situations out there that tie back to Woody within like three or four degrees because he's already had such a crazy road. The shit that he's, I mean, his dad being a, a hitman that killed a federal judge, the last person to kill a federal judge, we said, right? On a, well, like a, on a hit that was proven right. was Woody Harrelson's dad. And then uh, we also, the other really cool thing as far as I'm concerned about Woody is that the guy that got eaten by a bear in Grizzly Man, uh, the Werner Herzog movie, right. was... The guy that lost the role of Woody to Woody. Really? Yeah, dude. He was he see, literally dude, that that's see, that's a new development in the Woody story, Mr. Greg. We took we mentioned 
seen it way back. I know we talk a lot of Woody, so there's like such a big pile of it, and there's just so many cool things about him that I think we could have a fun time. What if we had just a segment, just talking Woody, and anytime something crazy about that that comes out about Woody, we talk Woody. We chewing wood, chewing Woody. There you go, chewing Woody, (laughs) wood chewing. Yeah, we'll work on the name. I like. I will definitely watch that podcast. By the way, too. Yeah. In all, in all full disclosure. I'm so interested to know if they're going to talk about uh, the possibility of him being one of the snipers, one of the people that killed, um, what you, uh, that killed uh, John F. Kennedy. John F. Uh, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. You John F. What's his face? That's what. Uh, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Everybody. JF. JF. What? I don't know. John. JF. Where did his head go? Too soon. <laughs> Jaina, hey, you're the one that said it. What's his face? <laughs> JF, what's his face? Whoa, dude. I feel like it was the where's it has where his head go. Oh, the what's his face was just subtle enough. What's his face? Hey, where's his face? His more like it more like where's family. his face? Huh? All oh, right. <laughs> Jeez, uh, I'm really. You know what? I will apprehensively listen to this um, podcast. Let's see if it. Uh, I'm just glancing at it. It's uh, debuting in May. So, in May next month, the podcast will chronicle a real time investigation by host and journalist Jason Cavana, featuring in depth conversation with Woody's brothers, Brett and Jordan, as well as uh, on the ground reporting with those who knew Charles before and after his arrest. Woody has not participated in the taping of the podcast as a publication. Or a publication of this article. So yeah, apparently he's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me let me go ahead and tell you about that. This guy's like. Well, well, time out because they call him on a cell phone and Woody doesn't do cell phones. So yeah. no, you gotta show. You gotta figure out his address and get there if you want to talk to Woody. And Brett and Jordan haven't haven't been over for Christmas in fucking ten years. So so yeah. wait. So this guy, I'm looking this guy up on IMDb. Jason Cavanaugh, the guy that's doing this. Here's his filmography. Do you, have you ever heard of any of these? Uh, we can go way back to... How about this? Let's do six degrees of separation from Ka- Jason Kavanaugh to to Road Soda. Let's see if there's <laughs> any... any. Ha- let's see how close is the link from our episode. It's going to be a stretch. It's going to be a stretch because... Yeah, right. Let's find out where he lives is- and we see we could see the with the uh, pulled information for like uh, listener data. Yeah, I'll narrow it down. Maybe... Wait, so here's his IMDb. He's got his best week ever... Right. He was a segment producer of an episode with Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, videos that rocked the world in 2007, Confessions of a Matchmaker, Nova Science Now. So he's in, you know, that's kind of more serious stuff. That's good. He was a producer in a couple of episodes of Biography, Danny DeVito and Ed O'Neill. Uh-huh. Ed O'Neill, I believe, was, um, you know who Ed O'Neill was? No. He was um, Al Bundy. Okay. From Married with Children. Sure. Uh, Teen Mom 2, he was a producer. Uh-huh. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now we're getting serious. We just now did a story serious. about Atlanta. And I believe both of those women were pregnant, soon to be housewives, <laughs> and this was the real housewives of Atlanta. So, I mean, we pretty much know this guy. The Gossip Game, he was a producer. We're the Fugawis. I don't even oh. know. The, is, it, is that a thing? Have you heard of that? I mean, yeah, dude. Come on. It's We're, we're the Fugawis. Okay. <laughs> Moonshiners. Like, Power and Ice. Moonshiners. Man. Deadliest. Dead, this sounds like something I really missed the boat on. Deadliest job interview. It's <laughs> 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 a fucking thing he's credited as. He's a, team, he's a co-executive producer on Deadliest you Job. You know, we thought it was a really good idea at the time, you know? And um, 
We thought we had more episodes than we did. Yeah, no, please. I want you to extrapolate. I want to hear your take on what is that? What is deadliest job? It's mostly mostly just uh, porn auditions. (laughs) That's really what it is. (laughs) What the fuck? Hack My Life. He was a producer on that. And then Truck Night in America... Wow, that was that's the most recent thing he's been producing. You know so I'll it, tell you right now, this is going to be fantastic. Right, this podcast. You know what we should do? We should start hashtagging him in all of our stuff and see if we can. Uh, we we need everybody. To, and then again, honestly, you know, if we probably looked it up, he's probably been recording this thing, like working on the story for like ten years. You know, like his little side project. That's no. Nope, he's like, no, I uh, found out about it a couple months ago. Holy we, shit, I've been calling a guy at this place trying to get in touch with him. He's got the same name as an actor on this thing. You ready for this? Yeah. So Here's the summary of Deadliest Job Interview. 2016, okay. it says present, like it's still going. Are you fucking kidding me? Follow tough men and women as they risk everything to secure a highly challenging and dangerous job. From arborists climbing 200 feet high in the redwood forest to acrobatic bush pilots. In the savannah of South Africa, it doesn't sound. There is no room for mistakes. It just doesn't sound like you got a whole lot of episodes, you know. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> seem like there's a. I don't see a lot of longevity. Like I can't name. I mean, it's uh, Jesus. Even Dirty Jobs is like, we're, if you've got a dirty job, please, please, please send in your dirty job. You know, dirty job makes sense. That's like got application. You know. Yeah, but you job. remember you remember deadliest job interview. Do you don't you remember towards the end of of uh, Dirtiest Jobs? They really started like trying to get ideas at the like at the end of the episodes. They'd be like, "Guys, please send in your dirty job," but they didn't do it at the beginning, and then they just shit, man. Well, what do we got, man? We I gotta- did not follow Dirty Jobs all that well. I mean, I knew of it. I don't think I ever saw an episode of it. I know who the guy is because he did Ford commercials on football games. Right. But I mean, I Mike, get the concept. Mike I Rowe. Like that you know concept. what? You know what, Greg? Mike Rowe. My dirty jobs is my Simpsons. Okay, taught me everything dirty I know about comedy. <laughs> <laughs> taught me everything. Welcome to Dirty Jobs is my Simpsons, a podcast by Isaiah Cooper. It's very specific. We know who's watching it, and we love you. <laughs> Let me get right into it. At the end of it, we know he was mailing it in and asking people to send him suggestions. We the know. Simpsons weren't doing that. Simpsons weren't doing that. They got they got longevity. Welp, there it is. There's your news. I'm interested to see how that folds out. What we'll do, we'll have to listen to it when it comes out, and then of course uh, ber- dissect it and, and get upset. And honestly, it maybe it's going to answer a lot of questions that we had. Like we had a lot of theories ourselves of what happened, and I'm interested to see if they're going to touch on any of this stuff. So this is it's actually really pretty cool. Don't Can't you, wait, don't you think? That's Can't some news. Wait. That's some road soda news right there. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by. Subsonic. Subsonic. Come out and see us behind the Sonic. And that's any Sonic in America. You can go into a Sonic and get what? A burger? Hot dog? Some kind of slushy thing? You don't want that shit. Pick up a Rise and Shine on your way to work. That's three cigarettes, a bologna sandwich, and a pint of schnapps. Or how about a spanky meal? It's a Schlitz Tallboy, bologna sandwich, and a penthouse. We got 3,500 locations nationwide. No drive through no waiting. Just pull up, buy your sack. It's cash only, and you better move quick or the deal goes bad. You know where we are. Look for the van by the dumpster.
So, here we are. It's been, I don't know, how, how, uh, you're, you've got to be, you are the biggest fan of the show, man, and I couldn't be more <laughs> appreciative that it, you... It goes way back. It goes way back, but I, I couldn't, yeah, like, it's just so awesome that you are watching or listening to the, to the show and, and so consistently. Like, how, because this is coming from you know, someone who makes it and watches it. And of course we we are all our worst critics, but like how the fuck are you continuing to watch or listen to this shit? Uh, you know, um, it's, it's always been pretty solidly good. Um, it's, it's, it's a good enough ramble to listen to there. There's okay. a lot of podcasts that I've listened to and many I've dropped, but it's, it's a nice, I don't know. I, I look forward to it every week. So really like Monday morning, you know, whether I'm going in at four to plow snow or something, it pops up, I toss it on. That's especially great when that's, you know, like when I got a plow. Wow. It's 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 a great thing to listen to. That's so. Hey, man. And that is crazy. That's so I don't know. I don't know. I just you, you make the show, you put it out there. And then uh, I, we occasionally Greg or I, you know, we go back and we listen to it to try to, you know, make just you know see how it is see if there's something we can change or fix but you always end up being like man i'm talking too much or or why didn't i say this here and then uh i don't know you start um it's just it's just a really interesting i have the same note every time i listen to it i'm like (laughs) i am carrying this fucking thing almost his feet aren't even touching the ground but a couple times well i would say great was definitely a good addition um more closer to my place in life i suppose because he's got a family um i'm a little bit older than you isaiah but then greg's a little bit older than me right um justin's a good addition he's got some different perspectives that in there we just had a pause for a cute uh, quick minute because there was a little little uh technological differences happening there uh but you had just said that yeah justin was a, a good addition because he had some uh he has some other uh, different perspectives that's what you were saying um, but yeah, Justin, yeah. it's funny. Justin is kind of like, um, this guy that's been a part of the show the entire time, especially starting with the, uh, the intro, you know, the music. I mean, he made that song years ago when I, uh, was doing this little web series thing and, um, that, uh, yeah. So he's always really been, been helping out with the show and everything. So I was really happy to get him on and I'm happy that we are, uh, we've got, also Greg and Justin, because I think that perspective, like you were talking about, is that's really important. You know, I want to be able to have uh, more of that relation. Um, but I, but yeah, ultimately, I hope to continue just adding people on. But I can't thank you enough, Grant. Man, let me ask you this: What else are you listening to? Like, what other podcasts are you listening to that you that you have in rotation? Okay, so I got uh, like uh, This American Life. Um, I got this other one that I started listening to that didn't want to, but kind of got stuck on. Oh, of course, The Dollop. Yeah. Uh, Mission to Zix is another one I listened to. Wait, um, what was the last one you said? Mission to Zix. What's that? It is not. It's like a science fiction, uh, kind of like soap opera comedy thing. Okay. Um, 
Is it, it like, was not something I w- wanted to listen to, but I heard like, I don't know, you know, like people will dip in another podcast onto their show every once in a while for something to check out. Got stuck in the story and now I've listened to like three seasons. I just had a moment <laughs> with you saying that. I'm thinking back to Ghostbusters when Venkman is talking to the security guard. He goes, hey, love the show. And he goes, you do? He goes, one of my two favorite shows. He goes, really? What's the other one? He goes, Bassmasters. <laughs> Mission is six. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. I mean, that so is... Wait, no, so what else? I'm, I am always curious, because guys, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm always looking. I'm like a huge listener, and uh, I love to hear like what people listen, because nobody listens to just one, or, or at least I know you're not a guy that just listens to one or two. It's like food. You can't eat the same shit every day. You kind of like one for a week or a month. So so what else do you listen to? You, you listen to these three, but there's got to be others, too. Um, Like Limetown. Let's see. Um, which I I think they've discontinued since they're doing a TV show of it. Um, oh. Oh, I I really really love um, the ten minute podcast with Will Sass. So it's it's also off the air, but I'll go back and listen to old episodes. Is that yeah? Ten minutes I've, long, and I don't know how that could not be someone, funny. Someone, how do I? Hey Greg, Greg, you're breaking Will up, Sass, man. Ten minute podcast. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? I'm, uh, I'm breaking up. I'm oh, sorry. you're better now. You're good. You're good. I can, I can hear. You know, ten minute podcast. That's from Vine. You know, when Will Sasso was pretty big on Vine, he started pushing that, and so I started listening to that. Man. Well, so where can you catch that now, though? Because someone else recommended that a while back. It might have been you, and I tried to find it. And I couldn't find it. Um, for a while, I I don't know what. I don't know what they were doing, but a lot of the episodes of many of the older podcasts that they don't make anymore disappeared off of like Apple Podcasts and stuff. It is back now, though, so maybe if you look again. Interesting. I'm going to do that. I mean, yeah, because if, if the person stopped making it and then uh, – because you, you have to host it yourself. And, like, you know, Apple is kind of just like a directory. So I guess if they stopped paying for their website or something, it would disappear. But I've never, I see him talking about it all the time and I see it like references to the 10 minute podcast. I should just, you can probably, you can bang out like three of them in a, in a, you know, a drive to work or something. But hey, this is something. Oh yeah, I, definitely. Oh, yeah. for sure. I, I want to, if I ever met Will Sasso, I want to ask him, what is it like to uh, act like Chris Farley in front of Chris Farley? <laughs> Do you remember in what was it, Tom, uh, Tommy Boy, where he's like he plays this boss guy that they like end up tying up or something, and the whole time he's just doing that character that Chris Farley does on uh, would do on uh, SNL and stuff. Anything? Huh? All right. Well, no. <laughs> I don't remember that from Tommy nah. Boy. Or was it from one of the other ones? Maybe. I'm pretty sure it was Tommy Boy because it was I him will... and David Spade, and they I... tied up Will Sasso. Yeah, I was Will Sasso or anybody related to Mad TV. I just did not find that show funny. As soon as I saw him on Vine and started listening to the podcast, he is so much, so much funnier than anything that was ever on that show. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I agree, man. Him on like Instagram and following him on uh, Vine. That guy is a he's a he's a comedic genius, man. He's really really good. Yeah, he's yeah. really fucking he is funny. funny. He's got I this. I didn't like Mad TV either when it was on. I was much too much of a SNL loyalist. I tried to like Mad TV. It wasn't great. 
but I've seen a lot of those people doing individual things after, and I love them all. So I know that it was just me being biased, anti Mad TV. I yeah. mean, yeah, there was a, there was some funny parts. So definitely some funny things. I uh, I just watched it because you know it was on at a different time of day. So I was like, I just want to watch something funny. Um, but I thought it was there was some pretty good parts in it. Huh? See, look at that. I took that third perspective. Took the that other side. Guys, I have a really hard hitting question that I. Uh, this is this is, what. Do you. Who do you like better, me or Greg? <laughs> we need to know. Well, I, I want to tell you what I stuck with your <laughs> podcast, Isaiah. And, uh, you know, when Greg disappeared, I didn't search him out anywhere else. So I think that's answer enough. Oh, I mean, if Greg had his, his podcast, a podcast and I had a podcast, this would, uh, wait, Greg, would you ever do that? Would you ever do your own, uh, you know, like jump on and what would you make your podcast? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, because if you remember when I did track you down at that show way back, yeah, yeah, you mentioned you had a podcast, and I became instantly ten times more interested. <laughs> because up. I just, I'm not, a, I'm not a technical guy, and there's a lot of shit, even for a fairly low rent situation as we find ourselves in. There's a lot of technical shit to even get it running at the level that it's at, and I just, I'm old. You know, right, I could figure yeah. it out if I if I really was into the technical side of it. I could get something going. I did something. If you remember, we had a guest on the toilet paper scientist, yes. Dr. Dave. He was so pissed off at me because we recorded <laughs> no less than ten long form sessions, and we were going to edit. And we talked about let's do let's cut out that and let's do this, and, that. and then I just never could get it going. Right, and just just strictly because I didn't, I there were so many questions. Like I, there, I could answer the first three questions, and there were like twenty nine more questions just to get right. the thing up and hosted and hosted and posted. I said, "Fuck it." And he was like, "What happened, dude?" I said, "You're the doctor. You should be the fucking tech So that's the answer. Is that without you, Isaiah, Greg is not on the internet other than commenting angrily and trolling. What we got to do? We actually ripped off all ten episodes. I ripped it off as I, as my uh, my own shit. I stole it from him. I made him sign a, made him. I made him sign a some kind of contract. Hey, what um, what about you, Grant? I, when when he was when I asked that question of Greg, it made me think. If you ever had a podcast, Grant, what would you like to see as a as a podcaster? Or, like, what would you what would you do? Um, yeah, I'm guessing it would have to be like it'd have to tie into with maybe travel. But I can't afford to do the amount of travel that I'd want to do. So right. uh, I could do some local stuff. Um, with this quarantine going on, um, up until next week, I've been kind of off work, working maybe 20 hours a week. Right. So I've been doing a lot of hiking and kayaking with my family. And it's nice. it's funny. It's like our area has like six forest preserves that everybody knows about and goes to. And those are the ones I avoid because it's like a crushed limestone trail, a million people. Right. That's not the woods. So I've been going to all these other places that I've been to dozens of times. My family's been to dozens of times and some they've never been to before. And we still don't see anybody out there. Meanwhile, they're like checking your IDs to make sure you're from the County at the other, you know, yeah. six popular. That's crazy. You need to do uh, like secrets of DuPage County. Yeah. Um, kind of podcast or something. But that's, I don't want to see those 
those fuckers there, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a, maybe, um, that is a big dilemma. You don't want to ruin it. You don't want to ruin that. Yeah. But uh, that's a good idea. I think, um, you know, local, having some some local aspect is because you know it really well and you know that uh, everyone that lives around you would also understand and be able to relate to it. I mean, that's actually a really good idea um, to do some kind of local travel thing or local little thing. Yeah. Hey, Dad, I, I where to, are you? You're in Chicago land. Are you like in western Chicago, northern Chicago? Yeah, I'm like uh, maybe 30 miles west of Chicago. Oh, like, so you're out there. Okay. Two west. 30 miles. Yeah. Okay. So it, it is pretty woodsy. and At least it's like suburban to rural out there, right? Oh, no. I, I live in a town that's 38,000 people, I think. The next town over is like 130,000. The town the other way is 60,000. I mean, it's, it's heavily... Heavily uh, suburbanized, I guess you'd say. Okay. Sprawling. Heavily suburbanized. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's something like, I, I forget how many people in Illinois, but like 90% of them live in Chicago in the suburbs. Uh, so are you like uh, like surrounded by farmers or is it more suburbanized than that? Or like there's no, a mix yeah. of some farms? I doubt that. Yeah, I think our county has 2 million people in it maybe. And I, I would doubt there's more than 200 acres of farmland left. It's oh, all... Okay. Flat as out. hell. It's all driveway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Strip malls and and uh, uh, housing tracks, I guess. Well, that's America, goddammit. What else do you want? Farms yeah. are just a waste. Exactly. You want to move in a farm. Can't, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, so I was going to ask you, how has uh, the, the, the whole quarantine thing affected your podcast listening? But I guess I just want to back up because I guess it's a more important question. Like, is the quarantine messing with you it sounds like you're still doing all right you're a little bit set back maybe hours wise but it's not going on too long how you doing with this quarantine situation the the hours thing is cool i I, i'm maintenance supervisor for a school district and they're they were still paying us our full 40 which is which was kind of weird because i was used to getting more than 40 hours but then they were also having us come in and paying us time and a half anytime we were in on top i assume on I, i haven't looked at the check but uh, I assume on top of the normal pay. So that was really cool. I had all this time off, and any time I came in, it was like, nice. Right. Um, nice. Yeah, that is we nice. have not been going shopping. Like, we stocked up three weeks ago, and we haven't gone since. Wow. Nice. That's, that's, a, that's a large that's haul, three weeks of uh, – three. That's a, that's a lot of food. See, that tells me he's he's closer to farmland than he's telling us because the suburban housewives don't know how to stock up on shit at all. But she knows they what she's doing. They just don't have the planning. She's like, all right, listen, this is what we're going to do. They're not killing a bull or anything, but she's got better planning skills than the suburban broads. I'm telling you that well, right now. You forget, I'm a camper. So, like, I... habitually, for years and years, I've been going on two-week camping trips, three-week camping trips. So you got to kind of plan that stuff out. So Yeah, yeah. We got a system. We've got, got a system. system. Yeah. So you you're with the school district. So have they already canceled the whole school year, or is that still in the up in the air? They just canceled yesterday, and in fact, that's that's why I'm going back on Monday. We got to start like bagging and tagging all the kids' stuff out of their lockers, and oh, wow. we have huge construction projects scheduled for the summer. And now we can get that going a month early, or almost two months early here. Wait, so are you, you? So you're in construction? How? Why did you've been in? You probably told me that, right? Well, I, I'm I'm the maintenance supervisor, so we got 
everything is contracted. You know, right. we've already gone through bid process and everything. It's all set up. But there's a certain amount of labor and electrical and stuff that we end up doing in-house because it's not, like, in the scope of a bid or something. So that's right. that's on, on me and my, my posse. Cool. You, you like That sounds like it could be an interesting job. Yeah, I like it. And, yeah. and this year is going to be awesome because normally it's two and a half months to get like six months worth of work done, and we're still catching up all the way through October. So to get a jump on it is going to be huge, huge difference. Yeah, That's... what a crazy year. Like the school year is just done. So, like, yeah, so this actually, <laughs> this is a boon for your podcast listening then. You're probably... Like, what else can I listen to? Because there's so many podcasts that you probably caught up on. Yeah, right? yeah. Normally, unless I'm, like, driving around, I can't really listen to a podcast because I'm in the middle of a classroom or the hallway. You know, like, if they don't let the kids listen to shit, they, I shouldn't be either, you know? Right. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, summer's a little bit different, and I get more of an opportunity, but usually I'm running stuff that's too loud to be listening to headphones anyhow. So. But, well, wait, now, so there's no commute to work because I know that's a big part of a lot of people's podcasting and i don't know if the plowing thing is going on so has it limited it because you're not going back and forth to work like you can't necessarily listen at home because some of the stuff is going to be more r-rated and you just don't want to do that or has, that's, has it that's definitely a factor I, I i don't know how many times i've had something like slave to a, a bluetooth item and uh i'll, I'll put it on and think I, I've got it tied to my Bluetooth headphones, but it's tied to like the speaker sitting in the living room. <laughs> 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 and I got to go explain some stuff. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. That's, it could be worse, right? Yeah. I got a yeah. question. Uh, they are, kids already know. <laughs> they know. They know. Um, I want to ask you, cause I, I have, uh, I think I asked Greg, some of these questions last week. Did you finish that puzzle? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> uh, no, never, never started a puzzle. I don't think so. so here's, here's what I've been working on is my basement. Um, okay. I've been trying to finish my basement for probably like three or four years. And I got like, do you remember that Greg? Do you remember basements, Greg? <laughs> yeah, I remember I had a basement. I had a basement thing going on for years and we finished it, but it took years. So I know you're paying there, man. Yeah. You guys are all slab dwellers, right? That's what they. That's yep. right. Nothing but a slab, baby. Yeah. I don't need. Yeah, but I that's, haven't been that far south in Florida. So. You've never been to Florida? Not that far south in Florida. Oh, okay, been, okay. You know, done Disney and then uh, like Panama City is probably as far south. I, I right. camped there once over Christmas. Yeah, that's probably the only time of year you can really camp at all. This is yeah, our camping season is the dead of winter. <laughs> It's the only way yeah. you can do it, which is like a nice brisk spring or fall in it anywhere else. Um, yeah. Oh, sh uh, lordy, lordy! So you didn't. You've got your basement that you're finishing. Um, so and you're putting up all the the drywall and everything, right? Are you re? Is it? Are you redoing it or are you starting? No, from, it was. There was nothing there. To just a, okay. Is it going to be like a? Is it going to be your podcast studio? <laughs> no, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I think the bedroom's working out pretty good. You know, I hear about all these people going into their closets, but I don't have any closets that are really that. So wait, was was it dirt? Was it dirt floors before, and you had to do the cement, or was there cement? <laughs> yeah, down there in the root cellar. Uh, no, it, it was it, it was cement, but I 
you know, it, 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 it gets cold up here. So I'm, you know, insulating the walls and putting up drywall and. Ghost Toast, we sell haunted shit. My grandfather had a dream when he started Ghost Host to finally have a place where people can get good quality things with ghosts in them. And today we continue that dream. Our patented objects possession ritual combines anything you want with your favorite ghosts. Toilet seats possessed with Grand Wizards, remote controls possessed with Stevie Wonder, and coming soon John Goodman, Neil Peart, and a bass guitar. Why not? <laughs> Too soon? I don't want to get anyone excited, but we may or may not be getting a certain basketball player in a scooter. Huh? Ghost host. Come on down to Ghost Host today. We'll stuff a ghost in it. And you know you're in the right place when you hear a front door that sounds like Casey Kasem. Because it is. The, the, the front door is now Casey Kasem. That's not for sale. This is a booming ghost economy, kids. Doing the whole nice. thing. Eventually right. a drop ceiling, toss TV down here. It right. is it is one of those projects that goes on forever. When I was a little kid, I'm from Salem, Mass. The houses are so old. The basement project that my old man started, had me hack, helping him out with, was it, it was legitimately <laughs> dirt floors, and the basement was set up. It had those coal stalls for coal uh -huh. or coke that the guy would come. You know those little windows that are right by the yeah. ground? They yeah. open those bad boys up and dump the coal in. That's how that basement was configured. My dad pulled all that out, and then he made me lug all those 50-pound bags of dry cement down. That Good. thing went on forever. But you know what? You really appreciate a cement floor when your young ass had to haul all those bags down that staircase that was made for, I don't know who it was made for. Cause the, the thing was like four feet tall, and the stairs were all irregular. Oh, my that, God. That was a pain in the ass. Man, so your dad poured saying. an entire basement floor with just bags of cement? With bags. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah baby. Now we that's a feat, man. <laughs> mixed it in wheelbarrows, and then we did all the studs, all the drywall. I wanted to have a room down there, and I got it when I was like a junior in high school. And we started <laughs> that right out of high school. And it was just a cement floor and a, and a plug down there. That he put Once he put an electrical socket in, I was like, I'm moving that's down. That's it. That's go. enough. We're good enough. Good enough. <laughs> it's all great needs. What'd you plug into it? What was the first thing? Space uh, heater. You know what? I, honestly, <laughs> I, it's funny. I think I don't even think I had anything in there when I was a kid. I had a bed. I had. I did have a little stereo, like one of those all-in-one stereos, the equalizer, the tape deck, and all that. And I had to have a bench. You know those old-school red benches where the bars were so. Isaiah does not remember this at all, oh, but oh, maybe wait. Grant does. <laughs> you had a weight bench, but they used to put the bars so close together. That if you took the weight off one side, the whole thing flipped off the other yes. side. Yes. They didn't think that out yet like they do now. But you can, the bar is spread out enough. <laughs> you got to think about the kind of people putting these things together, Greg. Uno. Yeah, I was basically a pilgrim, okay? Every time I pulled my 25-pound plate off and the whole thing fell on the other Just side, I said, it's like I'm a freaking pilgrim. <laughs> should have stuck to the bags of concrete. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I should have pumped a few bags of concrete. You're right. Just keep carrying them up and down the stairs. That's a full body workout. <laughs> I'd be rocky by now. I wouldn't be on the yeah. podcast, so I'd be in good shape. I'd be off the internet. I'd be out. Man, that I used to watch this. Uh, the, I think he was uh, Puerto Rican. Not he was important. He was definitely a Mexican guy that I, I worked with, uh, and he would shovel up the um, like the putty or the mud that they put between the cinder blocks. He would fill up a shovel and he would throw it like over his back, like the shovel and everything with the mud on the shovel, up to a dude like on the second or third story, 
and they'd catch it. Oh yeah. They would drop the they drop the mud on their little board real quick, and then they throw the shovel back down. It was such a smooth, fluid process of this dude. He would shovel- mix the mortar one shovelful at a time. No, no, no. He would. He had it in a wheelbarrow. So he was mixed. He mixed it up in the um, in the wheelbarrow, and then, or actually, like in this little uh, this like turbine thing, he would mix it up, and then he'd dump it out into the wheelbarrow, bring it over there with a shovel, and he would scoop shovelfuls and throw it up to them. Shovel rice. Yeah, he would throw the whole shovel and everything up there. <laughs> it was really. See, now that's that's one of those videos where they should show that to act to at risk kids at sixteen and go, hey, you don't have to do your homework or shit, but I just want to show you a quick video. <laughs> Check this out. You could be out. doing this too. You don't have to do homework. No. Isn't that cool? Look how he throws that shovel. That's that's if hard. You want to be the guy on the top or the bottom? It's up to you. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck history in English. Hey man, block how about that workman's comp claim too. <laughs> yeah. And how about that workman's comp? How'd you get hit yeah. by the shovel? Well, three stories down, you know. <laughs> That's they. Those block masons actually make uh, pretty damn good money laying those yeah. cinder blocks, doing what they're doing. Um, My favorite comment on that type of thing is when you hear like an accident that involves alcohol at a job like that. People are always like, "Really." They're throwing a shovel back and forth, and the guy's drinking. And I always think to myself, who needs a drink at work more right. than a guy whose job is throwing or catching a shovel? Fucking two stories. That should be board. part of. They should be allotted to blow a certain breathalyzer. Like the insurance company should allow that. Be like, we should be... cut the charade, and they should be wearing football equipment so that yeah. when the helmet, eventually when the shovel comes down on them, they're protected so they can keep right. doing it. Because that's who the fuck and, are we kidding? You know, before we started drinking, we never would have thought of throwing the shovel. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, working all these new is. ways <laughs> and now with your Progress. so with your time off I know that you're saying that you're going out to the to the parks a lot and you're finding new cool parks um, I wanted to ask because I asked this to Greg last week I said what's your what, what activity are you looking forward to the most throughout the day like with your free time is that it's probably it right <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and the, the whole thing that sucks is the governor calling school out for the rest of the year and us having to go back on Monday, we had snow uh, Friday, like three inches of snow. And now Jesus. it's supposed to be in the 60s all next week. So. Wow. That's like, actually, I mean, that seems nice. That's kind of comfortable. You know, light jacket. It's a crazy time of year fantastic. up there because you sometimes get those late storms. I mean, eight, middle of April, that's tough to be. It's late to be snowing, even a few inches, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe, it, you don't get that no, every year. It, it's... Chicago's weird. I, I've mowed the lawn in March, and then, like, in the last week, we've had two snows where, like, we went sledding on Tuesday, I think. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just up. kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. And then you we had, like, negative, negative 10 temperatures in uh, probably December, and then in January, we had a day that I think was almost 70 or something, so. Wow. That's, that's got to, that's, it was, you it was must really have. It was a mild winter, though, this year, though. You guys had a pretty good winter. Not too much snow. Right, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't freezing cold. It was pretty decent. Pretty damn decent. Well, we had we had a couple days in December that were colder than typical, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, not bad. Yeah, I think you guys got off pretty well. Now, easy for me to say, of course, sitting down here in Florida, but yeah, that's about the to start. Channel. It's about to start cooking I like up. To call people. It's about to start cooking. It's up. about to start yeah, getting hot. You guys hot. are coming into the good weather now. We're going into the period, the weather, the season that's called sauna. Yep. Sauna on broken switch. That's that starts any day now. It's going to be extremely hot, extremely wet, Everything. probably till Thanksgiving. I live for it. Yeah. I live for this. I live for it. Are you? Yeah, you can tell Isaiah is a, a Florida guy through and through. When he described the little camping season we have here at Brisk, there, there's nothing brisk. 
<laughs> I mean, sometimes in Florida. Sometimes, you know, and the in the dead yeah, like of night. Three in the morning, if you get up and you go to a high point, yeah. you can sometimes catch a breeze that will make you want to think about a light jacket. Yeah. At least some yeah, at least get, some long sleeves. You get, a, you get a lot of high points down there too. Hey, we got this one hill, I think it's about sixty feet. So what do you say about that? <laughs> that's impressive and i think I, it's I a it's pretty flat too but i think it's yeah. an old mountain of uh wait what what is the celery field little hill there greg is it it's I not think it's, it's landfill I, yeah i think it's landfill it's not it's not yeah it's, it's uh it's not no it's totally made out of garbage yeah well, the celery yeah. field is definitely made out of garbage it's Big our thing. highest point around here Grand. let me, and it's, let me it's ask a landfill pile is it known as mount trashmore <laughs> Oh, you think that's funny? No. <laughs> You're no, making well, fun of we've got, I, we've got two of them in our forest preserves here yeah. that are known as Mount Trashmore. That's, I don't think uh, you're asking a lot from the Floridians as far as like cleverness, you know what I mean? You know, like annual They're things, not, like something like that has to stick around. You know, like people have to see Mount Trashmore being built. We're all like snowbirds down here, you know, so there's not a lot of people around to... So they did it when on an off-season, and now nobody had, nobody knows that it's trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's glacial. That's, that's from the, the Ice Age. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honey, look at that. <laughs> it's one glacier moving through Florida, and they we put a training brow on it. We call it Celery Field, and it's on its way to Georgia. <laughs> yeah. you, know what I, you know what I read? That the uh, I read that uh, the white sand is is from the Appalachian Mountains apparently, on the beaches down here. Yeah. Really? That yeah. I, I wonder where it came from. I knew it was imported. I didn't know it came from Appalachia. It's not imported like it, like the original white because uh, like there's a lot of beaches down here that have white sand. I think it's like deposits from like glaciers moving through Appalachia or some shit. Oh, I see. So you're yeah. saying it actually traveled. It wasn't yeah. like on the dump trucks in nineteen. No, they just no, no, they <laughs> yeah, they didn't do that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dump trucks. You ever seen them? You ever been down to the beach when they're dredging it? No. Oh my god, that's a sight to behold. That's like one of those modern Marvel things, like when you watch like big machines and shit, and they got the barge out in the. Uh, you can see the barge like three or four miles off the uh, the shore. And uh, it's out there, and it's got this big ass pipe. It's like I don't know, six feet in uh, in diameter, and um, it's just on the beach, like this big ass hose, and it just is pumping out sand. And there's a bunch of guys like kind of moving it around, but the pipe lays from the barge all the way down on the the floor, all the way up to the beach, and uh, they're just pumping sand. So they from- pump new sand from out. Yeah. I see a little bit onto the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. I they just pump it. If you've it. never been down here, Grant, to this part, I gotta tell you, I moved to this area from up in New England for one reason, and that was Siesta Key Beach. It is the best goddamn sand. I, you're saying this is coming from Appalachia and glaciers and whatnot. It is like it doesn't get hot. It's white. It's super. It's so powdery that it gets like it's like fine, right? It gets yeah. totally into every crevice you have. There's no escaping. It's not like that bristly stuff, but it's so awesome. Dude. And, it's, so and awesome it recharges. It recharges your energy because it's 99% quartz. Uh, it's some it's of the purest quartz, right? and uh, the fine surface area it recharges your chakras. No, listen. I listen. If you're up in New England, the beaches are brutal. Like there's not even a, a day 
that you can go to the beach in Maine and go into the water. Yeah, you know, I've just been, I've been to Maine a couple of times. Yeah, kids do it. You know, when you're like ten, you're like, all right, get out of there. Your lips are blue. No, I'm serious. We're not just saying yeah. that. It's funny. <laughs> get out of the water. It's like dangerous for your health. Your core temperature is dropping. Well, we got the Great Lakes. You can't you can't forget about that. So, but yeah. they get they get nice. You can swim in the Great oh, yeah. Lakes, right? You can swim in the special small lakes. Yeah. Oh. That that's nice, but I literally before I moved down, and we you could drink it. it, and you could drink you it, can drink it, <laughs> yeah. You live go. out there if I, you want. I do it every day. It comes out of the pipe at my house. Hey, oh, you know what I wanted to ask you? I love talking to people that's from the Midwest, like up in the Chicago area. Is it really a real phenomenon? Those Asian flying cart that, like, you sometimes see videos of, like, oh yeah. Fit. Have you seen that personally? Yes. Yeah. And I, it's just, I've, it's I've just never like been that. in There's a everywhere. power boats and seen them jumping, but even in a kayak. Um, you'll see them jump. Wait. And you see them washed up on the shores because the boats hit them and stuff. Wait, what are you saying? I want to look this up. I want to, I'm not. Dude, this is crazy shit, dude. What is it? They'll put put people on a, on a power boat with nets or they'll do, they'll bring like bows and arrows and shoot them on the wing, basically. Oh, that is some, that is some hillbilly shit right there. Let's get a bow and arrow, get in a power boat and try and shoot some flying car while we're flying. Is that what they're called? I I just. Looked up flying carp. Uh, I think they're just Asian carp. Asian carp. Yeah. Asian carp. You'll see the videos, man. They're just like flying out of the water, not popping out of the water. They're aggressively flying. Aggressively. Out of the water. <laughs> I I don't crazy. know if anybody's been killed, but I, people have gotten hurt because it you know you'll be going thirty miles an hour and get hit by a fifty pound fish. Yeah. <laughs> that'll hurt. That'll definitely hurt. I don't know. I yeah. don't need someone to tell me that. That'll hurt. I mean, Brace yourself. <laughs> does they? Uh, does your insurance cover that? <laughs> yeah. How about it? <laughs> <laughs> so wait. So you've seen that? You've been in a kayak and you just—it's like yeah. I've, quiet. I've, I've seen them. I've seen them. I've seen them jumping. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've never been on a powerboat when they've been jumping like that. Hey, um, they've got a bunch of stuff. They're trying to keep them out of the Great Lakes, but they—they they just jump back in, man. This. Uh, They've got an electric fence in the river, or I don't know if it's Chicago Sanitary Canal. One, one of the waterways that connects to uh, the Great Lakes. <laughs> That'll do it. Trying to get <laughs> well, because they're not in the Great Lakes yet, right? No, and it really doesn't matter. We got zebra mussels in the Great Lakes, and they've eaten everything. Well, they've they've eaten not like all the plankton that the rest of the food chain relies on. So cool. I always heard Where'd that's a really good from? thing. Uh, I, th- I think they're from like the Baltics or something. They figure they came in somebody's ballast water on a ship. Sons oh. of bitches. Yeah. So that that could have been at a time when you know they nobody even com- understood or anything about like with a, one of the first times anyone floated a boat in there. You know. It's uh, tough because it it's It was the nineties. Oh, the nineties. Never mind. We'll check yeah. that out. Shows how much I know. Hey. It's like a billion dollar problem because they, they fill pipes and stuff. That's they build like who's, on top of them like stuff. who's ever going to fix that? That's always going to be a reactionary thing. They have a thing called um, what the hell is that stuff that gets on the propellers up in Maine? It's like a it's like a weed. Um, I haven't been up there in so long. I can't remember it. But they won't let you take a boat from one pond or lake and move it to the other without checking for this yeah. stuff because it gets so bad it chokes out the whole yeah pond the whole lake. Uh, so whatever that stuff is called, you, people are like, why didn't they stop this before? It's like, dude, because you, it's like a billion-dollar problem, and people just want to go out and drink a few beers yeah. and swim off their boat in a lake. Who's going to organize a billion-dollar solution for 
milfoil. That's what it's called. It's not yeah. as cool as Asian carp or yeah. zebra mussels, which both sound cool. It's milfoil. It's just like a we weed. Got, we get that too. Can you yeah. at least can you at least eat these Asian carp? Uh yeah. Um <laughs> What about I, I the I think they were trying to export them to China because that's where export. they came from. Take, take them back. <laughs> yeah. They were just going to put like a big slip inside actually about 10 feet high right to China. They're just going to jump and jump slide right over. All yeah, the way you, over. you take them back, you sons of bitches. <laughs> get, they need to get one of those dredges. Just <laughs> pump them back. <laughs> just suck them up. What if you guys at the other end with shovels? You get some speed at the end. If they heat up, they'll cook right there, and you can just move them right into a freeze-dried baggie. Bam. Yeah. Did you, uh, what about the zebra mussels? Do they taste good? I, I don't think anybody eats them. I don't know. That's the I've that's the only way to eat. fix them. I I've heard that with the uh, the lionfish. You know how lionfish are invasive all over the coasts, yeah. and uh, there's people that are like they actually t- there's there's like movements of chefs who are like this is a way that we can take care of it is by eating them and make it popular to eat. And he's like they cook all these dishes and they're like it's actually really good to eat. It's a really good fish, and uh, I think that's a one way to do it. You got to find a way to make money out of it, and then everyone gives a shit. Yeah, but didn't the Simpsons teach us that you have to be really careful preparing those lionfish, right? <laughs> I think Greg would know. That's a deep cut for Greg. Absolutely, man. Yes. Didn't Homer thought he was going to die, right? Because he thought he got the poison. The yeah. ill-prepared chef. Oh, it was like Wait, the, only one the guy chef. Can prepare the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the chef was off for the day. And he was like, uh, you're just the sous chef. You can't prepare it because I give it to me. I'm going to give it. To, I can cut this up. That was a great app. How long ago would you say that ep is from? Like what 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 year? I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say no. I think it's after the first ten years, right? I think it's after the first ten years because, and I I'm just saying that because I feel like I know every single one of the first ten years by heart. Like if I was dead and they were reading my brain waves, I could re- I could still respond. It's mostly to the first just Simpson shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I literally showed them to my kids because I thought it would be a historical thing, but I was like, holy shit, I still know these things line for line. But after 1991. 10 years, just looked it up. 1991. Holy, holy shit. shit. That's like season two or three for Christ's sake. All right, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I guess. That t- that I don't cartoon even know if I've seen show, The Simpsons now. I have to rethink it. I think that cartoon show is older than me. <laughs> Wait, so when did you start getting into it, Grant? You're a Simpsons guy. When, I used to think... There was I am either, not a Simpsons guy. When I, when I was a, a kid, guy. I watched them, but I haven't seen an episode in probably 20 years. How'd you pull that one out? How'd you pull out the, wow. the lionfish thing? It's a memorable well, show. People see yeah, a couple clips, it, they remember it. It is, yeah. I don't know. Was, I, don't, I don't watch TV too much. <laughs> what do you watch? What do you watch? Uh, I don't watch anything. Um, there, I have two TVs in my house. They're both... 20 years or older, they're box TVs. There's right. no flat screens other than computers. So, wow. I don't know. Was there ever, a, <laughs> have you ever watched something on TV that you were like, I like this? Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <laughs> wow, that's that's back there. That's old. Yeah. And they so just, no, wow, so no flat screens at all. I did not know this. This is a new onion, layer of the onion that we peeled off now. Uh-oh. So no TV, like no movies? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch movies, and uh, um, actually, my wife and I were watching a series from Sci-Fi called The Magicians, which I had read the books. I don't know if you. That sounds familiar. It. Like it's, I've heard it uh, before, but I know nothing. Yeah, I've not heard of that. My the wife, watch, well, my wife and my kids, and I guess occasionally me, we watch PBS. Um, Man, you're making yeah, me feel bad. We're outside doing stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the better that's the better way to to, you know, to be really is. It's uh leaves for Maybe. A, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I it's rare it you find me. somebody who spends most of their time outside that says things like I have anxiety or I'm depressed. Like that's not usually things that come out of people's mouths who are outside a lot. That is very true. That is very true. <laughs> so, I mean, it's um it's kind of interesting, you know, because we're we're doing the Millennial Book Club constantly, and that's like such a large portion of the show, and um, that's just. But you're listening still. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Placebo Phone, the leading brand in non-cell phone technology. Shop us online for the widest variety of inert replica cell phones from Samsung, iPhone, and others. Placebo Phone lets you avoid having a cell phone without ever having to give people your very lengthy and alienating explanation of why you don't want or have a cell phone. And also by... Time to Pee is the app that transforms your smartphone into an amazing hydration alert monitor. Simply enter your height, weight, and girth. Then update it throughout the day with the amount of water you're drinking and the top seven climate statistics for your region. And then Time to Pee will do the rest, alerting you 24 hours a day when it's time to pee. Yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? I don't yeah. have Netflix. We are constantly affirming, <laughs> reaffirming for granted. Yeah, that didn't sound like something I missed. Yes. That didn't sound like something worth paying 11 bucks a month for. I love so, it. That's I love actually... that this guy doesn't even watch TV. Forget about Netflix. He's like, I watch yeah. a little PBS every now and then the power goes out. We got to generate the run of the TV. But otherwise, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's no, really. I whip out the old PBS laser discs, and it's a lot of. And we're like, fun. we really gotta nail Tiger King, so we can make sure our opinion really meshes and covers it. This is. We do it an hour on the Tiger King. I love it. That and is it still I... somehow as entertaining, and like for the Trailer Park Boys one, I ended up like finding a bunch of clips on YouTube, and that was a lot of fun. So okay, I don't know. See, that's super. That's very insightful. Like that's stuff that. You don't for free. For free. You hear that? <laughs> to pay anything for that garbage. That's uh, yeah. But it's, it's it's that kind of feedback is really interesting. So even though you haven't watched a single one, was there any of them that really kind of sounded like you did want to see them? Um, I think the the one on like the fire festival that you know it was so oh, topical. Right. That yeah. Was Just like Tiger King, um, yeah. Uh, maybe is. some of the anime ones, because um, I'm, I don't, I don't know, I, I'm sort of on the edge of anime. I just, I, you know, some of the, some of the stuff has become very mainstream, like yeah. all the Studio Ghibli that Disney brought over. Yeah, I got into a long time ago through friends, but I, I can't stand Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's a different. It's definitely a a, a different thing. Dragon Ball, like, M through, like, Q, I was into, but by the time they went to Z, I was fucking out. <laughs> you know what's funny, Greg? Is as long as I've known known about that show and maybe heard people, like, make fun of it and stuff, I've never heard that joke. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, uh, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> hey, like, like, uh, you know, an eighth. obvious joke that I, for a second, I thought you, Isaiah, were being sarcastic but that's interesting no that's like yeah it's a low-hanging fruit but you still i've yeah. never actually heard it that's the when that's honestly the best kind is when it's been in front of everyone's face for so long and it just takes one one guy to walk in and, and point it out 
Um, not to say it's like the first time ever, but still, that's uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, don't want to pat his back too bad, too much, you know. <laughs> this um, uh, are you? This is something I think is interesting. As uh, when you were a kid and you were grown up and whatnot, uh, what was your favorite uh, like creative outlet? Creative outlet. Like, were you ever like, oh. I, I want to play music, or I like to draw, or anything like that? Well, I played piano. I took oh. lessons from the time I was, like, five. Um, but I don't know if it was... I don't think that would be my creative outlet. But yeah, probably drawing. I enjoy drawing a lot. Yeah. Is that something you're kind of... Uh, you would ever, you ever like, come back to and, and draw and stuff? You know, uh, once you have kids, I think you end up doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, um, yeah, I, I've always drawing with my kids. Um, we used to make a lot of like three dimensional paper craft animals and stuff with them. And definitely my older son, like continues to do that. Right. Um, how old, how old are they now? Uh, yeah, what do you have? Grader, how many kids you have? Third grader and a fifth grader. They're both boys. So nine and 11. Cool. Hey, that's like yeah. just, a. Nice. Kind of close to what Greg's got going on. Yeah, dude. Listen, everybody says, oh, I wanted to have a... And I would have been totally fine. And you know we both would have said the same thing, Grant. We would have been fine to have girls, a girl, whatever. I got two boys, too. I got an eighth grader and a sixth grader. And I got to say, man, I, it is so great to have boys. Cause they, just, <laughs> they just lock in on certain things. And if I had a daughter, I mean, I'd love her, of course. But I'd feel like it would be so much more work. Because I know how girls get... When the blood starts flowing and all the stuff starts happening, they get so much more complicated. You know, I know what's going to happen with these guys. It's it's kind of starting to happen right now. It isn't that complicated. Right. It's easy to deal with. It's easy to deal with. Yeah. That's... I, I've heard that and from other parents, like the drama between just girls in like third grade is insane. <laughs> Unfathomable. Yeah. It's all that. They get so old so quick now too, you know. I mean, I know that's yeah. old guy talk, but like every year... I like to think about this. Okay, this is this is one of the things that's always blown my mind. As girls get younger and more, uh, the the clothing gets more provocative and there's less and less and there's more skin showing. Like, where does that end? Is there going to be a time when like girls in seventh grade are just literally naked? Like, where can they go? You know what I mean? And then there's going to be a girl that's going to like start bringing it the other way. She's going to like bring a purse in and they're like, look at that tramp trying to make us all look bad because we're all naked. She's wearing a purse. Yeah, I think you don't have to think about that when you have boys. I don't think it ever gets to like an end. It like you just said, it always starts swinging back the other way. Like I think uh, that's how most trends are. I don't know. So you're saying in like 15 years, it's gonna be girls going, "Look at her. She's got. I can barely see her ankles." Yeah. How does she do it? It might be. Yeah. How is she ahead of us? We never know. It could be. (laughs) Why did I think of that? But uh, who knows what's gonna happen, man? I think in 15 years, we're all just gonna be robots anyway. You know. It's gonna be just like Wally. It's happening. This is where. This is it. <laughs> just well, like Wally. Yeah. We'll be shuffling around in our biohazard suits. Yep. You know. <laughs> I don't want to have to shuffle, Grant. I just want to. I need a scooter. Oh come on, man! Everybody's shuffling. <laughs> just, but I want to be scooting. That's. I, I was. But um, yeah, I mean, I asked that question just because. To see if at this time, if you are, uh, you know, picking up the drawing or anything. For some reason, I thought that you, I always kind of thought that you might be someone who is like a writer, like you wanted to write something. 
No. But it's not. No. Couldn't, nope. Not in. Nah. Couldn't be. <laughs> no. I don't have the patience for that at all. No. Um, I'm, I'm an overscheduler. My, I am like three years behind all the projects I've started. So this has been a nice catch up. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's what. I, that's another yeah, question. Nice, on there. How do nice you feel about the benefit of the quarantine is people are catching up with stuff. Yeah, that, that honey do list. Once you're finished, then you're gonna be just doing crazy things. Thinking of, I don't have any examples. Uh, maybe putting the leaves back in the gutter. I don't know, man. Can uh, <laughs> can someone help? Are you guys still there? <laughs> I'm, I'm nowhere close to that. <laughs> nowhere. Um, what about uh, so how? I just think this is a great time to learn more about Grant in general as our, you know, we, Jeff and Nelly, I'm sure, I think Jeff has listened to since the beginning as well. And then uh, Nelly, since they've been, you know, since they've been together, I think they've been. But out of those those three people, that's uh, the most solid, hardcore road soda fans. And... Um, that's I don't know, man. It really blows me away. It really blows me away that you guys keep listening to whatever we're doing. Well, how? Here's a here's a fun question. What do you think? What What do you want to see us do better? And and I want be be. I don't want you to 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 say it nicely. You don't got to say it nicely. What do you What do we got to do better? Okay. Here's, here's my one gripe, and maybe it's already started to get fixed, but uh, you started doing, like, um, where you'd break into conversation to jump into, like, the news segment or something. Yes. It was a little rough. You needed, like, a lead-in, like, oh, geez, the news is just coming in, or, you know, I don't know, just something to segue. Right. You were having a hard time finding the spot to break the conversation, I think. I think you're right. I think I... You, I, I was doing it lazily, and I think that's the. Um, it was almost like an afterthought. Like I kind of was like, yeah, let's kind of do it that way. And then as I'm doing it, I'm not. Uh, we weren't like I wasn't thinking ahead to how it should be done properly. But I think you're very, you're very right. Yeah, like timing out the segments, and then when it's that time approaches, start like wrap up a little bit, um, or at least say something, do something. But um, see, that's. Thank you, man. Thank you. I mean, you only hurt my feelings a little um, bit. <laughs> well, and I, I, I got to say that the new ads are fantastic. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, that's that's freshened some stuff up too. Um, yeah. That's um, hey man. For a while, I thought about calling, calling in or sending you some ads for a com- competitor to Popco, but. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Never got around to doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, that's honestly that is our favorite part of the show. Hey, you know, but it's just it ain't easy to come up with them, and you know, Greg, Greg, you're oh, breaking geez, up a bit. I'm sorry, breaking up, but I'm just saying. Well, you might have to edit a little bit, but I'm just saying the ads are definitely our favorite part of the show, and it's you know, it's something that we definitely want to get back to. We know what our bread and butter is, man. I I know what the bread and butter is. Because the whole thing, as far as... I mean, we probably... Sponsorship, right? What's up? The sponsorship, The sponsorship, man. That's what it is. It's it's something that we know kind of... um, 
I mean, I haven't really looked hard, but it, I don't, I don't see a lot of, I don't see other podcasts doing that. And I'm trying to, there's so many, you know, groups of, Hey, let's all, my group of friends, we're pretty funny guys. Let's sit down and, and start a podcast. And then you get, you know, just four dudes talking and then they, I want to try to do something a little bit different. You know what I mean? So I guess what, I don't know. As, as the, the fact that you're along for the ride, man, I can't, uh, it's, it's fun as shit. And uh, I love that you're, you know, you're calling in and it, one of these days, there's going to be other people calling in grant one of these days, but you will always have a, a direct hotline. <laughs> All right. Good deal. <laughs> Cause my opinion matters. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, you are the key constituency. We don't need we don't need somebody who's just listened to the, to a couple episodes calling and what are you what are you who are you? You've just cracked you've cracked two you're not even catching a buzz yet. You're uh you know, you gotta start getting through the six packs or uh I don't know, like a twelve pack. Like sure. Greg. Tall boy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know I was, if you guys have those down south. What's Do you up? have tall boys? Yeah, we got Tallboy tall boys. How, how how much alcohol? How much? How have much? Have you always had them, or? I believe the tall boy is the official drink of uh, Florida man. So yeah. yeah, we we have a couple down here. We got some brands that I don't even know. Sometimes I look and I go, "Is that alcohol or what is that?" Because the name isn't giving me a clue. It's in a can and it's near the beer, but I don't know that I would ingest that. And you know, I'm sure there's a guy waiting in line at 8 a.m. somewhere to 7-Eleven to get them. But uh, yeah. To answer your question, Tall Boys are the official import of Florida. It's <laughs> Florida right. man's favorite drink. He can't, even though the koozie doesn't cover all the way up. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's so people know. People know. <laughs> I know that down here you can't uh, like a forty ounce isn't really a forty ounce. It's like a little bit less. A big like an like an old English like a big old English. Oh man, those were the days. It only takes you. One old English to have diarrhea. Did you know that? <laughs> have you ever had an old English? Isaiah, have you actually ever had an old English? Before? How do you think I know that? In fact, Greg, <laughs> you have never had an old English. You want to bet? All, it's, oh man, all liquor is the nastiest shit ever. I remember watching the. Uh, there's a. I bet you Grant remembers this time wise. There was a Dr. Dre uh, Snoop song. What the hell song is it? where they're at like a barbecue and they're wandering around. But when they go in the house, they open the door to the fridge and the fridge has no shelving or anything. It just has 40s of Old English stacked sideways all the way to the roof. (laughs) You know what video that was? No, I don't remember that. At the end of it, there's like a girl, she comes to the party and she's like, you know, a little too prim and proper for a Dr. Dre party. It was like their big video. Maybe it was nothing but a G thing, the video. But I know you're not a big TV guy now, so maybe that makes sense. (laughs) But at the end of the video, she's going through this barbecue, and all these dudes are drinking 40s, and they're like, hey, she's all snotty. And they all take their 40s and shake them up with the thumb on it and spray it with the 40s. And I was like, that's the best use of an old English 40 I've ever seen, because it's not for ingestion. They suck. Hey, man, you don't get it. All right? Old English, is a, it's like a state of mind, okay? <laughs> it's a state of mind, yeah. dude. We used to uh, buy them. I'm not gonna lie to you, though. It looked cool to have a fridge at that age that was loaded with old English. Food. Even though I knew, even at that time, they sucked. So I was like, all right, now that's a cool look. I got like mayo and ketchup and all kinds of dorky shit in my fridge. 
they have nothing but old English 40s stacked to the ceiling. That's cool. I can't deny that. The thing about the old English is that it not only does it only take one to uh, make you have diarrhea, but one, <laughs> but just one, it puts you at the perfect level of buzz. And uh, we used to buy them. We used to buy them at the 7-Eleven, and then we'd drive and we would park at the, the beach and uh, we would drain our our uh, old for like our old Englishes. We would we would drink the whole thing like chug it, and then we would go to the beach. And you were just the perfect level of buzz. It was great. And then you had to pee, so you had that to, is so you had to get in the water, and that sucked. <laughs> but that's by the way, by the way, the the concept of like to think of, think it out to drink a forty. And I'm a fast drinker, but if you're gonna drink a forty, it takes a while. So in Florida. By the time you drink the end of that thing, that is, it's not good. No, you, we it's, chugged it's it. Like, you got to chug it, man. Drink. Drink it. Fast. Yeah. Quick. You got to chug it. Yeah. Hold on. Let me just chug a, a 40 of old things real quick before we get to that, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I thought you knew how to party, Greg. I don't know. I just didn't. I got to keep looking. I'm going to look up a YouTube video, how to party, when we get off this. Cause I, I Step know. one, buy an old English. <laughs> It'll be a guy that sounds like Grant going, all right, hey, thank you for coming to my video. I'm going to show you how to party. <laughs> Remember with the lid, lefty Lucy, righty tight. That's right. Sometimes I literally just that. spit my drink out. I literally just spit my drink out as soon as I heard Grant doing the Grant YouTube video. That was awesome. <laughs> that is uh, I, Mr. Mr. Uh, Grant. Thank you. I mean, this. I think I want to have you here. Let, let me ask you one more question, and uh, you can, if you don't have an answer now, if at any point you have an answer, you can uh, let us let us know. What have you ever thought of something that would be a cool or fun segment on Road Soda? I have not. You've not. But I could think about that. It's hard to imagine. So to be fair, it to Grant, it's hard to imagine. Something being good on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's like, but the, the segments, that's kind of also a very fun, creative part of the show. Just like, you know, we the, the sponsors are uh, a very fun part of the show, and it's a weekly part of the show. But there's also this underlying segment hunt hunt that's that's like constantly going on going on like what's going to be the next segment that sticks or sticks around for a while or is like really fun and um that's uh yeah that's so if you ever have like a it come i'm not telling you to come on man you call you come back to me next week with an idea or else right it's you know if you ever i just hey maybe they should review that that would be um I don't know. I think it would be fun. And maybe even if it's something that involves you, we can always maybe try to work something out like a grant segment. It could be like a once a month thing. You could do local local uh, little parks in uh, you could be the out the very specific. What's what county do you live in? Lyle. Lyle County, Lyle, Illinois. No, DuPage County. DuPage County. DuPage County's very own Grant Pettit and his tours. So I don't know, man. Hey, I just thank you, thank you, and and uh, I mean this is it's really cool that you're uh, listening to the show and everything. If you ever stop 
at least just tell us why. <laughs> at least just tell us why, baby. Um, well, you've had great segments all along. Um, like going back to the Google Alerts, that was that was a cool segment that I, I didn't even know those existed. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, um, oh, know you just made my day with that, man. Awesome. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about the shower thoughts. That I think is it's tough to get off the ground. The shower thoughts. <laughs> well, yeah. It's supposed to, it's yeah. It's a good it, idea, but I, I don't know. You, it's definitely a really specific, it's like a specific mode of thinking that you have to, uh, if you want to keep coming up with them. So that's why you could just go to uh, Reddit and peruse Reddit and yank them from there. So, I mean, it was, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think that's the thing with, you know, like all of our segments, they kind of come and go. There's a couple of them that stick permanently, but uh, what would you say? The Google alerts. Maybe we can try to figure something out back out with the Google alerts. I know Greg mentioned that at one point like trying to narrow them down more so you get more hits or just doing something because that's kind of a cool thing yeah I like and, yeah and I, I don't know if you need to bring it back but you've you've got you get a good time section now it, it sometimes they used to run really long which i don't care you know my right. ears are always on my head anyhow so. that's right that's what i try to tell well, i'll uh, tell you what the road soda r&d team had about 25 strong, you know, the uh, the quarantine has cut it down. There's only about 14 full-timers. But I'll tell you, we are working <laughs> on segment ends all over. We've got the, the India team. is uh, They're probably our top team right now. Producing yeah, for segments. they're very and, uh, hard workers. You know, we're always looking out. Yes. Sweet. Always looking out. Well, thank you, man. Thanks for, uh, for uh, you know, doing the... And for calling in and doing the and doing an interview, so we can learn more about you. I think next we should try to do both uh, Jeff and Nelly, the the package deal of Jeff and Nelly. So now, once now that they've yeah, heard, uh, now now that they've heard this, and I've asked you the these very hard hitting questions like, what should we do better? Now they can really prepare <laughs> to to get some. That may. What if the president? What if that's something that the president? was like part of his job like he had to call like every month he had to call 10 random americans and get their get and 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 they just they were able to say whatever they wanted to him <laughs> and it was recorded actually it goes the other way he, he picks 10 random right. americans and he tweets he tweets at them that is actually happening right now that's right <laughs> wrong you are an idiot wrong wrong trump wins hashtag <laughs> building the wall around your house that's right <laughs> <laughs> um anyway thank you so much man and thank you for uh for talking thank you thank you well thanks for having me nice Good to, to talk, talk to you talk too to Greg. appreciate yeah. it man if you guys are ever in chicago Welcome to Pappy's Wigs. Wigs so good you're guaranteed to not get a compliment. Is your wig old and smelly? Are you sick of people noticing your wig? Pappy's Wigs. No one will notice your wig or your money back. You want a toupee? We don't sell toupees. We sell wigs. My father was a wigger. My father's father before him was a wigger. And I'm one too. We don't make toupees. You understand? Don't go to wigs and things unless you want people to compliment your wig. Something like, hey Dave, nice wig. Then what do you say? Ooh, uh, th thanks? Poppy's wigs. Unnoticeable. No one will ever compliment your goddamn wig is what I'm trying to tell to you right now. It's the perfect wig. You know how hard it is to sell? Perfect wig? 
Because nobody ever fucking notices if you've got a wig on or not. We've got the best goddamn wigs and we can't even fucking sell them. Poppy's wigs. Come on down to Poppy's wigs and get a wig today. This is the Marshmallow Braggadocio Camouflage uh, sales pitch. That I, It's the elevator pitch. Ready? Here it is. Uh, marshmallows are universally liked. And, and so we wear them and we, we throw it in your face. And uh, people act like you're not even there. So well liked. If people see them, they're gone. And so you need to camouflage them, of course. Right. So you can eat them and then show people, you can fucking eat them anywhere. Why can't they see them? Yeah, uh, it didn't really yeah. sell too well. I That was something, I, I socked a lot of money into that idea. And it, uh, you know what? I don't, I regret nothing. Hey, you know what's funny? I spelled braggadocio correct. Really? I'll have to take your word for it. And I, I'm There's no red line under it. So either... <laughs> You yeah, wrote it down, so it doesn't count. What do you mean it doesn't count? I spelled it right. I did it. I did. This is the Millennial Book Club. Also, the NBC. Also, just fucking watching Netflix's originals. Choose a Netflix original, and uh, we all watch it, and then we come back next week, and we talk about it. It's like a book club, minus the fucking books. Um... This one was the very long title. The Kennedy Center Mark Twain Award for American Humor. Dave Chappelle. Have, uh, you know what is interesting to me, Greg? What is interesting to you? I can't name another comedian that has that award. Yeah, they're all like, it's all older people. It's like a lifetime achievement award, award for people in comedy. Wasn't it here? Uh, the guy that you were talking about that has that HBO show. The last time we we uh, last time we Richard recorded. Pryor. Oh, it was an old Jewish white guy. Oh, Gary Shandling. Yeah, the guy that's got that show that you were talking about. Larry Sanders show. Larry Sanders show. Did uh, does he have one? He seems like the kind of guy that would get one. Um, you know that's a good question. I think they more do it for like. People, listen, if you're a comedian and you're selling out sh- uh, clubs and, and uh, stadiums and, and big arenas and, or theaters and shit, you're getting all kinds of accolades. This is more, I think this prize is more for like uh, like Spalding Gray or someone that's like a great American humorist right. that doesn't make a whole lot of money. And although they said the first one they gave was to R- Richard Pryor, so I guess, I don't know, I guess Did some they? comedians. I don't do. remember them saying that. Yeah, they said it. The uh, the guy who came out at the end, like the actual guy from the committee or whatever the fuck yes. it is, I, it, that guy came out and said it. Who has won? Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna look though. Yeah, um, um, I, don't, I don't know. What do you, the, what do you? So I mean, that tells you obviously you don't give much of a fuck about the Tween. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know. And then they use Mark Twain as like a great humorist, like, and then they gave the first one to Richard Pryor. Is that like some kind of joke? Dude, I mean, that, to be fair, a lot of people see him as like the greatest stand-up of all time. A lot, a lot of people. Not Richard Pryor? Richard Pryor. Yeah, maybe, of course. Yeah. I don't mean that. I just mean like this racist-ass novelist named Mark Twain 
and then they the, they name the award after him, and then they give it to Richard Pryor. Well, all right, come on, man. I mean, yeah, he was racist, <laughs> but he was just of his time, and he was. Come you on, know, they look at us like. A... <laughs> So Look, Richard, man, the first one was in 98. Richard Pryor got if it. Everyone else is racist. You're allowed to be racist, okay? Like, when I look at the list of people that got it, though, I mean, yeah. you know who Jonathan Winters is, but he's not, you know, relevant now. He was, This is like a lifetime thing. Right, right. Carl Reiner got it. You know who yeah. Carl Reiner is. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was like 90 when he got the fucking thing. He got it in 2000. How old is he? He must have been like Carl 70. Reiner, isn't, he's, he died not too long ago. I think he's alive still. No, nah, he died not too long ago. Pretty like, sure. Very, Carl Reiner. Carl, with a R, Rhine, Y. How do I spell it? R E I N E R. I believe he's still alive, dude. We'll find out. Um, let's see. Hey, born. Bell Brooks. No, like dude. Yeah, pros. he's he's ninety eight. Oh, it's that guy. Okay, I thought it was another uh, Reiner. Isn't there a director that died? He. Uh, something uh, Reiner. His, did his son Rob Reiner die? That would yeah, be yeah. Rob he's Reiner. He's also very old. Oh, his son. Maybe his son passed away. Man, that sucks. Um, nah, Bob he's... Newhart got it. Lauren Michaels got it. Oh, yeah. Fucking he... Lauren Michaels. You see what I mean? It's not really like for comedians, although Steve Martin got it. It's for, Billy... you know, it's uh, humor. It's just... They gave it They gave it to the cause. Yeah, oh, wow. T- Tina Fey, Will Ferrell got one, Ellen DeGeneres. Will Jay Ferrell Leno, got anywhere. one? Ellen yep. DeGeneres? Man... That's a pretty do they and they do it every year. Every year, yeah, it's an annual thing. The last person to get it was Elaine from Seinfeld. She got it last year. Letterman before that and Bill Murray and then Eddie Murphy before that. Those are the last five. Wow. Eddie Murphy got it in twenty fifteen. Bill Murray. I mean, no one's gonna argue with either of those guys. They're super funny, like over the hill. Yeah. They they put together they could still go out and be funny on shit, but like they've definitely passed their peak. Letterman, I mean he looks like he's a fucking thousand now with that beard. Oh yeah, uh, you I know. know Elaine from Seinfeld. I don't know what the why that was the choice. So whatever, man. Well, like everything, she, man, right? She's been a a, she's been continuously working in American humor since then. I mean, but you know I, what? I don't that, think you I, say that. That's probably part of it. But the more important thing is because you know how this shit works is like two people from the committee live in her neighborhood and they see each other at like tennis. Right. And she's like, we, we gotta get you in there. I'm sick of this shit. They're putting all these black guys you, in. They're talking about this Dave Chappelle guy, and you deserve to be in there more, Elaine. You're my neighbor. And you're so Our, funny. You make me laugh so hard when we're playing you tennis. You are so funny. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when we're playing tennis. Or whatever I've never seen does. any of your shows, but at tennis, you are a riot. You're a riot. So it's bullshit, but you know, it's and every. It it's all bullshit. Nothing matters. The, the only thing you can rely on is the good old American voting system. Everything else is bullshit. The marine law rules. Marine law pe- rules. People, people will learn someday. Uh, man, so just I think if you are a fan of Dave Chappelle's, it's still a really cool thing to watch because uh, it, you know you get to learn a lot about him because you have all these people coming up on stage and telling stories from his past, and they're obviously you know they're painting the picture of of who they they see him as, and. Um, I thought it was really cool. I really, you know, I really, because I'm a huge fan of Dave Chappelle. I thought that no, was... I agree, man. Yeah. I think we've covered it. Do you think that it is a watch if it's on or a... No, I'm kidding. Come on. I get it. No, no, you just kind of watch not, it not, if it's... We're not ragging on the the show yet. No. We're just ragging on the Mark Twain Award. But now yes. watching the show, this was like a, it was like a documentary. I mean, that makes it actually a little lamer for me because as it's unfolding, I'm like, I don't care about the Mark Twain prize either. 
But now, as you start watching, like I'm watching a documentary on the making of the presentation of the Mark Twain Award to Dave Chappelle. And this is an hour of my life that I've chosen to sit and watch this. Oh, you think so it like, was like a fuck? making of? I mean, what the fuck else was I think what, what they did, it was, was just, it was, the documentary was more just on Dave Chappelle, like winning the award. What they did was, instead of making you sit there and watch a mind-numbing two-hour award ceremony with all the music breaks and bullshit they have going on, they cut it up and they put some kind of semblance together so it was it was easier to watch. Like, uh, I'm sure they cut a lot of stories out that people told because they just weren't good. And then uh, they they would splice together, like they would reference something in the story and they would show you a picture of that or a short video of that to like, you know, make it make sense. And all in all, when you watch it beginning to end, it's still probably shorter than the actual award ceremony was. <laughs> no shit, it probably was. Yeah, because it was like, what, 50 minutes was. or some shit? You know what I did like is so, you know, they're, they're basically, like you just said, is, is what they did. They took an award show and they boiled it down, but they didn't want it to be like the, the seven minutes of highlights. They should do it with all so, award shows. So they, they should. We shouldn't have to sit and watch them. We should be able to see it like that because they actually did like a career highlight reel that was all pertinent. So they waited for people. They probably did the highlight reel based on what people said, but I'm sure that the guy who made this thing or whatever the deal was, they had like an idea of what they wanted to show. So they Everyone probably said everything that needed to be said over and over yeah. so they could just squeeze in whatever the fuck they wanted. So basically this guy made like a quick little highlight reel and then they spliced in the comments from like the speakers. And he had a lot of good speakers there. There's some good comedians. Yeah. I mean, people do come out for Dave Chappelle. At the end of the day, there's no one that's going to argue the validity. Well, you can give that fucking guy any award you want. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking top guy. Yeah, there's nobody, there's nobody that's like hack who's, think, who's looking at Dave Chappelle and going, hack, nah. Bullshit. I don't think you should have gotten Yeah, it. that guy's bullshit. I want to, whoever, right. I mean, whoever's able to say like that. 10. Yeah. Well, there's always, listen, there's always people, right? No matter how valid something is, there's always someone that's like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah. He's bullshit. It seems like he was, he was almost bred for it. Like, even right from when he was a little kid, it just seemed like, before he even got on stage, it, it was, his mom told him that African name, what was it? The name of the storyteller in the village? Oh, yeah, whatever the name for the African storyteller was. And she's like, you'll be a such and such. But uh, you know what? There was, um, and there was just really kind of, uh, he, he tries to be a good guy. I really like that he, he does the kind of stuff that he does for his community and where he came from as far as the, you know, the school that he went to. And remember, did you remember the story that Jon Stewart told? About. That was one of my favorites. That was one of my favorites because his line was actually great. Because he definitely pulled you to the left at the last second. And I was like, "That's fucking fantastic." Wait, which one? Because he told a couple stories. Which one are you? Well, his his line about uh, you know, I think I knew when Dave was a stand up guy. Uh, when I'm at the Daily Show and he's at his show, and his what? show was so hot, they would just do anything to keep his show. Comedy Central cannot let this guy go, but he's having problems. He's not happy with the show, and he's not happy with the creative control level he's got and all that. And they said, we'll give you $50 million. And he said, no, I'm not doing it. It's not worth it. He walked away. And he was like, and then it was at that point I realized yeah. Comedy Central has $50 million. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking funny, dude. That, that, was that was one of the few things that really made me laugh. Yeah. And the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, that was it. I was just saying the John. I mean, what else about John Stewart did you like? He told another story. Uh, it was much more. Uh, it was much more touching. You know, it uh, it showed a a really cool personality. It, the sh- he told this uh, quick story about how Dave put on this like relief. Sh- it wasn't a relief show, but he put on like this whole show, and. Uh, I don't know if it was just, I think it might have been just music, like a block party thing, and it was... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah, and it was like right in the same square where where a really horrible mass shooting happened. And after that, I guess he he said to Jon Stewart, this is their memory now. And then I I thought about that for a few minutes after they said that. I was like, wow, that is a really amazing sentiment, a really amazing thing, because it's true. Like, if you have a mass shooting there, that area is steeped in that awful memory but if dave Chappelle comes and puts on a concert because of that that is you know for a lot of people that would be end up being the the predominant memory of of the outcome you know well except maybe like the family that's what i mean yeah for most of the people i mean the family like ah you know what billy was cool but hell it wasn't for him dave Chappelle wouldn't have come to town the the other john stewart thing actually because he actually did hit some good points i mean he's good yeah john stewart's been around he looks so gone. He looks so old now, by the yeah. way, John Stewart. But uh, the other thing he did, look, we're, we're talking half of it about fucking John Stewart, but he, uh, the guy laid down some good shit. He was talking about the other thing where he was like, I'm on my way to a benefit for veterans. And we're going to this, uh, we're going to uh, uh, Walter Reed to, to go talk to the disabled veterans. And he goes, and by the way, I'm with Comedy Central. He said, nobody wants to see the Daily Show shit. We bring all the Chappelle Show DVDs. Everyone wants that. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which is probably true. What the hell? And uh, he goes, and I bump into Dave Chappelle. I haven't seen him in years because he is just coming back, you know, from Africa after being gone for a decade plus. And he goes, holy shit, this is so crazy. Like, I'm seeing you here. He goes, hey, I'm going to this benefit. It's for the troops. Uh, what? Come on, man. What are you doing right now? You're not doing anything. Let's go. Come with it anyway. Let's go blow their minds. Yeah, let's go blow their minds. He went, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then he's like, I've never seen somebody who cares so much give less of a fuck. Which is, it's kind of cool, because a lot of people, if you do something because you're guilted into it, yeah, it's not really the same thing as being like, yeah, let me go. I mean, you could kind of kid yourself into it, but, you know, do you ever think about how much of our life decisions actually are made on that type of shit? Yeah. Whether it's like a direct plea from like a relative or a friend or like some movements happen. You know, think about the guys that joined the army for 9-11. Yeah. And like, at what point in their minds later on were they like, fuck, ah. man, did I really want to do that? Like some people are probably just gonna be like, no, fuck that. I'll never question that decision again. Are you questioning me? I'm a fucking veteran. Fuck my no. Hey man, I'm not questioning. That was great, great service, man. We really appreciate it. That, uh, you know. But at the at the some level though, it's your life, and you saw that terrorist bombed a building, and you signed up to the arm. You know, like whoa. Yeah. You were, yeah. You should have at least give it a week. You know, just uh, sleep on it. Sleep That's on what I'm it. Yeah, sleep, sleep on it. On and it. if you wake up and you still feel like that, sleep on it again. Sleep on it a couple more that. times. You know, it's a big decision. <laughs> You know that you got it right when you wake up and you're not thinking about it anymore. You slept on it too little. Is my, is, I we're real fucking patriots here. Real patriots sleep on it. <laughs> a real patriots sleep on it. I think my nine twelve nine twelve oh one sleep on it. I think my favorite joke that happened in the whole thing, right, okay. is uh, they had three lesser known guys, so they all came up on stage at once. And it was like Keenan Thompson and dude, uh, yes, this, this was other my guy. favorite line too by far because it took balls and it was dude. like it obvious. It wasn't it was, obvious until he did it. So go ahead. I'm sorry. It was so great. It was the it was a really amazing joke and and you know the setup 
and everything, and he knew what order he was going in. And, yeah, so it was like these two guys. I don't remember. I know Keenan Thompson. I've seen the guy in the middle. I've seen him his stand-up before. I can't remember his name. Michael Che. He's the other guy that does the update right now with Colin Jost. Yes, and then – oh, and then the, the other guy was doing the update too, right? They were just all three SNL guys. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, then the, and the last guy was what, – what was his name, the white guy? Colin Jost. Colin him and Jost. Michael Che – are the guys that have been doing update on SNL for like the last few years. Okay. That's their whole job. That's all they do, in fact, I think. I've seen, yeah, I've seen them, um, I've seen a couple of their clips. So, yeah, and Keenan Thompson, you know, he does, uh, he talks about how much Dave inspired him and saying it's the best, you know, show ever. And then, of course, uh, the next guy does the same shit. And then it comes to... Um, Was he the guy that said the first two seasons of Dave Chappelle are like, perfect like you can't put nothing can nothing will touch it like which i think a lot of people have that sentiment you know like at least the first season or you could pick a bunch out of the first couple seasons that's how those sketch shows go but i think i think he's got said that he said if you put the you you, you could put the first two seasons of dave chappelle the dave chappelle show up against any other sketch show and you'd be hard pressed to see, i don't think you know, he made see. it specific to just two seasons he's he said just the chappelle show in general all right, As somebody did say that. I, maybe it wasn't Keenan Thompson. Someone said that, and I was like, "Yeah, I totally agree with that." Because how many seasons did they do? They do four, three. just three. That's right. And then he quit. Yeah, and so, yeah, at the end it. of the third season, he's not even hosting it any longer. It's Wayne Brady hosts it. Now they have a couple of different people host it, but it ends up being like Wayne Brady doing most of them. So oh, no shit. Yeah, you don't remember that? I don't, dude. It was because they had I... a bunch of sketches, uh, and you know how they recorded the show live, so they had like sketches all set up and done. And then um, he quit. So I think, and they had only recorded like a couple episodes or some shit. Anyway, yeah, I, uh, um, yeah. Wait, so this I derailed thir- you. So the third, the third guy, right? He pulls well, the out the first two guys. The first two guys both come out. Yeah, all right, three of them. Michael Che. All yeah, all three of them are on stage together, and they each, you know, they go down the line. So it's it's uh, Keenan Thompson, and then Michael Shea, the the other black fella, and then our the last guy. And he pulls out a piece of paper and he goes, I'm here to talk about Mark Twain. And <laughs> it was perfect because the first two guys are like, you don't know what it was like, Dave, for young black guys to look up to you as a, to be a black comedian and, yeah. you know, the black thing. And they were like, you just don't even know, man. It was great. And, da, da, da. and then they put the camera on Colin Joseph. You're like, yeah, wow. What the hell is he going to say after that? And he goes, right. I'm here to celebrate Mark Twain. Yes. And they fucking brought the house down. <laughs> Everyone started laughing because it's the Because perfect... he's like the whitest guy in the world, by the yeah. way. He is the whitest guy in the world. And it was such a beautiful setup. Like, even even having three of them out there, it was like the rule of three. They had the first guy, the second guy, and then the third yeah. is the twist. And it was the perfect, the perfect twist. And he even doubled down on that line. He wasn't like, oh, I'm just kidding. Anyway, Dave, you're awesome. He pulls out... A piece of paper and he goes now i'm gonna read i'm gonna read an excerpt from uh one of mark twain's you know from huck it? finn from huck finn right <laughs> and he starts reading <laughs> and everyone reads starts a line. what he reads a line until he gets to the first obvious uh n-word n-word yeah and everyone's groaning because it's like a really famous line and everyone knows the part and everyone's He's... laughing and groaning at the same time oh it was great it was beautiful it was that was actually good. And I, you know what I loved about it is it's like, dude, what a life, man. That dude is getting pampered all day, driving around in limos, maybe have a few drinks on the house. He's going to eat and go to a party. All he has to do is stand up on stage for about six minutes, 
And at the end, he's going to say two lines. One, he's going to say, I'm here to honor Mark Twain. And he knows he's going to kill. Right. And then he pulls out a piece of paper and pretends to read from Huck Finn and then go, you know what? I don't have to read the rest. Instead of saying, dropping an N-bomb in like a 70% black audience. And he brings the house down again. And then they just walk off. That's right. it. That was his day. So here's... Punch out. He's got a big time clock. But boom, four minutes. That's it. He had the best night of everybody. But I mean, <laughs> it could have been... Him, yes. That could have been one of the places where they just cut his speech out. So he could have done that That's bit. True. He could have done that bit, and, and honestly, uh, it's probably for the better, just because of it, that. That left it perfect. Like, wow, look at the balls on this guy. That's all he does. He doesn't even say thank you, Dave, or anything. He's yeah, just like, you know what? You're right, because everybody was so effusive. You're absolutely right. He probably got to. He probably said, "Hey, I'm just kidding." Right. Totally sucked Dave's balls for like a minute and a half, and then right. said, "All right, can we get the fuck out of it?" Because that was the main thing I didn't like about. It. I, I really liked it, by the way. I'm, I'm ragging on it, but I got into it. They did a really good job. The filmmaker put it together in such a way that you're seeing all these clips. You're seeing Dave when he's so young. Holy shit! I know. They showed him on Star Search and shit. He doesn't even look the same when he's fucking 23. No. Well, he's. I feel like he hasn't aged a day since he kind of became Dave Chappelle. Like. I don't know, 20 years ago. But when you see him when he was such a young kid, he doesn't even look like Dave Chappelle. Fucking he was crazy. Say, yeah, he a, was just this Some with a mustache. Yeah. The mustache fucking clip they showed. I was like, I don't remember when the goddamn mustache, but he looks like a fucking idiot with a mustache. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pull off the mustache. Know, and you know what else I like too? Because you know what? In the very beginning, this is a little point, but it kind of tilted me one degree towards that. But... The girl that came out in the beginning is uh, she's kind of a famous actress right now. Do you know her name by any chance? Um, yeah, black I, actress. Yeah, she's in she's in stuff right now. Yes. She's in that movie Night School. Yes. she was like the lead in it. Uh, it was. Oh my god, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Um, anyway, continue. So she came out in a jumpsuit. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany yeah. Haddish comes out in a jumpsuit and she's like, "Dave, now I know why you wear these. They're so comfy." But then I was like, "Yeah, you know what?" First of all, he did go through a jumpsuit phase for a long time, but all the time when you see him, he's always wearing like the the almost like militant. It's funny, it's not like military. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's a black guy that's bringing the truth to people and like really saying whatever, although some of his opinions are not popular because one of the lines Michael Chase said with the two black guys and and Colin Joseph, he's like, "Hey, if you're out there, Dave Chappelle ain't afraid to go after you, whether you're white, Right. Whether you're gay, end of list. Right. <laughs> Those are his two main groups. Dude, that was a very, yeah. End of list. But he's he's always worn, like, the he doesn't wear, he, he would never come out with a shirt that said, like, Nike or even, like, a, a, someone's movie or something. He always comes out with, like, zero advertising, zero connection to, like, a fashion theme. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. It's another way, a little way he's saying, I'm not for sale, man. Fuck you. I, I just like that. You know, I didn't even really notice it until I saw all those clips and I'm like, fuck, he's always been like the most nondescript guy, like specifically saying, don't even try it. I'm not going to advertise your shit. I'm doing my shit and that's so much more important to me than, because like he said, you're going to make the money. You do the right thing. You say what you want to say. The money's going to come. If you start fucking around with it, you don't know where you're going to go. I mean, he was wearing a nice pair of Nikes with that suit. Well, the shoes, I guess that's the shoes a different are, thing. The sneakers you know? are different, you know? <laughs> I yeah, all right. So maybe it's not a perfect theory, but I just felt like... I like it. Because he's always wearing the jumpsuit or like... Because who wears a jumpsuit, dude? 
He does. What the fuck? He wore it and like, yeah, he did a couple specials with, uh, I know he did the one special with one and I think you might see him on um, Chappelle's show when he's hosting like the actual show. You see him. And then of course he wore it in uh, the movie in in Half Baked because he was a janitor. But that was a funny story that, um, what's his name told? Your favorite. What's what's his white name? Your favorite semi-black comedian. What's his white name? I believe his white name is Neil Brennan. Yeah, Neil Brennan, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I honestly can't even see him talk without like registering like I wonder what Isaiah's thoughts are on this guy because not like you have this burning hatred of him, but you're no, like fuck yeah. that guy man he's totally tagging onto the fucking Dave train and he did he did say that by the way he doesn't shy away from that he's like look fucking guy did everything for me I'm on set he's doing it all yelling at us telling us we suck that he'll send me a funny tech I get it I, I owe everything to fucking Dave Chappelle right, I like the fact yeah. that he says that every two minutes up on stage he did. And he made and some good jokes. He, he of course. Jokes. Oh, his his writing is is brilliant. He's one of the most brilliant joke writers, and a lot of the jokes that were written down that were in like used like the premise in general, and for a lot of the sketches came from from Neil Brennan. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's just a lot of his joke materials being like I know black people because I have a lot of black friends, and right. yeah. Whereas last night I watched Paper Tiger for the first time, which is. Uh, Bill Burr's special and yes. yeah he talks about his wife all the time but I, w- I it wasn't until I think this special where he actually uh, tells everybody that she's black yeah I think I knew that because I saw it on he, he was on a show with her I think he was on uh, yeah but you're right he does he, does he doesn't even it mention it whereas like think of another comedian that would have that in their household and then not just that's all they're talking about like yeah, even Dave. Even yeah. Dave has been telling us for years he's got a Filipino wife. Yeah, yeah, but he, um, yeah, I thought that was uh, really interesting. He, if you actually one of Bill's first uh, specials, he talks about going to meet a girlfriend that lived up in the Bronx that was black, but we never find out that. I'm pretty sure that ended up being his wife. But um, yeah, no, it could be. Could be, man. Could be. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was, if you're a Dave Chappelle fan, definitely watch it because it, you know, it tells you a lot about Dave. It's a really cool picture at at Dave and this guy that's uh, what everyone thinks about him. And it's fucking great, man. Yeah, there isn't a person that can, he's undeniable. He's undeniable, for sure. Yeah, and he's not perfect. I mean, you know, the end bombs. I mean, I get it. You know, that's part of the whole thing. He might go a little overboard, but whatever. And the whole, like, anti Is he used the the anti-trans too much for you? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's too many. I mean, he uses a lot. He definitely uses it as a crutch sometimes, I think. But whatever. Everyone's got crutches. Uh, But the anti-transgender thing, I think, is funny. And I love that he doubles down on that. He's like, I don't give a shit. Right. And he's like, and you know what? The comment that he made, like, you'll never hear anyone else say that. Especially right now. The only reason that's a popular opinion is because what rich white guys want to do it. It's like no shit. I guess that is probably kind of true. But <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not saying every one of them is a millionaire. But I don't know. Nobody gives a shit. No one's standing up for a dude that like is homeless and also wants to be transgender. Nobody gives a shit about that guy. Right. But Kurt, Caitlyn Jenner or whatever the fuck that has to be a big deal. Put him on the front of fucking Time magazine. I don't know. I, so I, I like the fact that he's got some unpopular opinions. He's not just 100%. And one of the best lines he ever said was on one of his last specials, uh, I think, where he was talking about the, the the Trump thing. And he was like, hey, listen, man, there's only one way we're ever going to change stuff. And they, they actually played the clip on this thing, too. Only one way we're ever going to change stuff, man. Every black man and woman 
need to get out there and go register <laughs> for a handgun. Right. <laughs> That's the only way they're going to change the law. That's change the only the way they're going to change these laws. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that is a perfect dave Chappelle line and it's a a perfect example of his type of humor and it's true it's right man that's why it's that's why it's so damn funny he's too damn funny man it's too he is and and you know what one last thing i want to mention that i really did like about it is that they show him throughout the whole thing he's actually there when they're doing the presentation so every time they're showing the uh acceptance speeches or whatever He's up in the balcony and he's reacting to everybody, yeah. jumping up and down. And like that's a lot of people couldn't do that. It would be disingenuous if I jumped out of my seat and did like a little little half circle, like three feet around and like <laughs> shook my hand and rat you know. That's but that is Dave Chappelle. That's because you're it not black. Shit on his own. It, no, it's good. That's well, a black people I mean, thing. <laughs> I, I guess, but I'll tell you what, he does that with his own punchlines like twenty five percent of the time. Yes. He drops his punchline and then he runs like four feet across stage. So it, you know, and that actually works to his favor because he gets to sit there and listen to these people say all the. It's gonna be hard to listen to people sit there and be so effusively, you know. Oh, he's so great and it's yes. so fitting. And you, but, but I mean, you know, I guess he knew what he was signing up for. He's gonna sit through that. That's a cool award to get. So, I didn't. Him, man. I didn't like that his glasses were crooked the entire time. I did not notice his glasses were crooked. <laughs> were they? Yeah, the glasses that he was wearing during the award was uh, the award show and everything. They were crooked on his head. I think it's just because his, maybe his ears are lopsided. I got the same problem. It's a black person thing. Yeah, you're right. You know, it I, is. We, we also identified, <laughs> my kid pointed out to me that the only impression I could do, we realized during this, is the impression everyone can do, but it's a funny one. The very first dude that came out for him. Hey, it's Aziz. Oh, right. Oh, it's man. Aziz. He just, he just has that easy sing-songy little voice. All you have to do is kind of be upbeat and say stupid shit. And maybe you, you say Aziz, and that gives it away. How do you feel about Aziz's uh, stand-up? Uh, you know, it's not super strong, but he's so likable. Like I've watched his whole his whole run of his show. Did you ever see that show, Master of None? No, I didn't. No. He got a Netflix show, which again, I know everyone's pissed off at him because he had a meteoric rise, and there's no like major substance to his stuff. He's just observational, and it's not that great or whatever. But he's he's so likable to me that I enjoy it. He like brings me up because yeah. he's never like negative. He's never. He even just, if you know? even if it is a negative thing that he's saying, a negative opinion or or a statement or thought, he still has a way of saying it and handling it that is more like upbeat and sort of like what? Are you kidding me? Like what? You know that kind of yeah. That, he's that like of, apologetic, like the way soccer moms are when they get together. Yeah, if he's gonna rag <laughs> on something. It's gonna be like he's a one of a gaggle of soccer moms, and he's just likable. Like that show, Master of None. You know who his sidekick is in that show? It's no. fucking Tim from Tim and Eric. Oh, really? That's the dude that plays like his best buddy. And the show is actually, he's Aziz living in New York, trials and tribulations of a, you know, fairly wealthy 20-something-year-old guy trying to date as an Indian guy in, in New York and all that. And Tim is his buddy, and he's funny, actually. And I'm sure it's pretty straight-laced for actual, for Tim, because he's fucking sure. out there. Yeah, he is. But, uh, but he's still kind of out there. On the th- it's, it's funny. It's funny to see Tim in like an actual role. I enjoy that show, not that we're talking about it, but... I, you know, I like Aziz. He's all right. I'm not like seeking him out, but if he's on something, I'm like, all right, I could do yeah. that. I mean, he's a, he doesn't break anything for me. Right. I agree. He's uh yeah, he's a likable dude. He's funny. He's got great. Um, his writing is amazing. His presentation is. But yeah. Um, Come on, man. My writing is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yep, there you go. That is. Uh, so yeah, that's the 
that was where do you put it what i i'm gonna say if you are a dave Chappelle fan it's a must watch and uh, if you're just a comedy fan in general i mean i've never seen the award ceremony for the mark twain thing so i mean you can watch it that way but for the most part you know it's not uh something you got to run out and watch right now so just kind of watch it if you're there if you're with someone who's a really big dave Chappelle fan why not it's entertaining right yeah, no, that echoes my sentiments exactly. It's not anything great, but it is kind of fun because you get to see all these other really big historic comedians or and others. I mean, Bradley Cooper came out and fucking spoke for a minute because they one were of in the movie together. One of the greatest old comedians. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, there's a certain amount of this where it's like, who wants to speak for him? And then who, who do we got to have? Mm-hmm. And then other people come out of the woodwork and go, listen, I want to be on this thing. Yeah. I like Dave. He was just in a movie with him. You know, like Dave Chappelle hasn't been in a whole bunch of movies. I mean, half-baked. What is he going to do? He's going to go get fucking uh, Jim Brewer to come up and speak for him? I don't think so. He doesn't really give much of a fuck about Jim Brewer. Bradley Cooper's got a little cachet because you know Dave gets to sign off on everyone that's going to speak, right? Um, do you think so? Oh, yeah, dude. It's his fucking thing. If he's I like, mean, nah, I don't the, like that guy. How about the thing he does at the very end when they actually have Dave up there? That was a fucking Dave Chappelle thing, too. He goes... Hey, by the way, I want you all to notice. You see a motherfucker in here smoking indoors? Yep. You think that shit just happens? It ain't gonna fucking stop me from smoking. He's smoking yep. on stage at Lit the it. Kennedy Center. I love at it. the fucking Kennedy Center comes walking out with it. It's like a carpet floor. It's probably one of that's the... another funny thing about him. Is like, man, that's not an that's not a popular thing these days. No. Smoking. He and he's like hardcore. I mean, he smokes through all of his shows. Yeah. He smokes through his recorded shows for Christ's sakes. I mean, it, I think it's cool. <laughs> well, we can uh, only hope the kids can recognize that. Yeah, you know what? Latch onto it. You're gonna look up to 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 Dave Chappelle. All right. I can't. When 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 your son turns nine, I'm gonna put together. I'm gonna Photoshop the shit out of a pack of cigarettes. Put Dave Chappelle over it. Send him a pack and go. Hey, Dave's cool. They're called Chappelles. Yeah, Dave Arello Chappelles. <laughs> Dave Arellos. Dave Arellos. <laughs> Dave Arellos. Uh Next week's Millennial Book Club, book, book club is... We're going to go funnier. We decided go, this wasn't funny enough. We're going to go funnier. What did you say it was going to be again? Uh, don't fuck with cats. Hilarious. Double down. Hilarious. Hunting an internet killer. Uh, yeah, so it's another uh, you know, docu-series. Just like... Uh, what was it? Tiger? What was that other one with the cat? <laughs> Tiger King. Hey, did you happen to see the uh, the follow up episode with uh, Joel McHale came out yesterday? Oh, I didn't see it. Did you watch it? I, I heard of it, but I didn't see I it. I did. The eighth episode came out. Um, I mean, I would go and watch it. It's funny if you Google it. The first thing that comes up was like is uh, somebody being like, "It sucked," right? <laughs> of Which course. is of course it is. And dude, and then it, I got so like. Carol B. Um, Carol B. says this sucks. This so yeah, exactly. Carol B. Who's that? <laughs> this I don't know. It's one of those things where as soon as I saw that, um, as soon as I saw that, I was like, man, this is just somebody who turned it on, expecting it to be like another actual episode in the show with all this twist and shit going on in the city. I'm like, they said it's a it's a follow. It's an after show. It's a follow up. Like. What the fuck are you expecting? Anyway, I think it was good. It was uh, Joel McHale is always great. I think he's a good interviewer. He asked uh, he there was a couple through line questions that he would ask, like the same um, 
like the same thing to everybody being like, so who, who are you there for? Were you there for Joe exotic or were you there for the tigers or the cat, the animals? And of course everyone's like, Oh, there for the animals. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and, um, but it was still really, really cool. They got all the people, uh, there and they were talking to him. Interesting shit. I thought I got another month of quarantine. So I know I'll catch the last four and then I'm, I'm sure I'll watch the Joel McHale one. I like Joel McHale. Cause man. that's just, that's just like appointment. There's no such thing as appointment viewing anymore in our time shifting world. It's more like, yeah, I, that'll be on the list and it won't stay on the list for five years. Like I'll actually watch it, you know? And I think this cat thing is going to be funny because what we haven't mentioned, it sounds downer, but what we haven't told you is that it's a cat. It's about cats and animals being harmed on the internet, but it's yeah. narrated by Aziz. Right. What are, what are they doing to that cat, man? Come oh my on, God. Man. I love cats. Turn your eyes away. He, Look at him! He's oh, that cat's not dead yet. That was amazing. So it's, it's <laughs> I'm looking forward happy, to it. You know, it's definitely a great spin. So everybody, you can watch that and come back next week, and and we can all talk about it. You can send your comments about either this Dave Chappelle Mark Twain Award, or you can uh, you know write in about don't fuck with cats, and you can send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com or or. You can call and leave a message on our uh, voicemail, and uh, that number is 706-200-1213. Easy as pie. And that's uh, the, you've been, you've been book clubbed. So that was the, uh, that was the whole episode right there. We had met Grant. That's good. Uh, what did you, Greg, what did you learn on this one? Uh, you know, I learned a few things today. I, I honestly appreciated it. I'm glad the show made me watch the Dave Chappelle live at the Apollo slash Kennedy Center slash Dave Chappelle Honors <laughs> slash whatever the fuck that was. Whatever it was. Uh, I appreciate it. It was, it was neat. And yeah. um, it was also really nice to meet Grant. I'd never talked to him before. I know you've talked to him and met him before. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was nice to get a little chat. I didn't get to mention it when he was online, but I've always thought of Grant since I've been aware of the concept of Grant, <laughs> that Grant looks like Chuck Klosterman. And I, that's not an insult, by the way. I like Chuck Klosterman. I've read three or four of his books. Most recently, the... Actually, I can't remember the name of the most recent one, but The Invisible Man. I'm looking at him up right now. The Visible Man is the one that comes up most. You know who Chuck Klosterman um, actually looks like? He's an author, right? Yeah, he's an author. Uh, he's got a real Justin look. Uh, you, look you think so? Yeah, he looks real similar to, to Justin, especially when Justin's wearing his gla- uh, his glasses. I've I mean, this guy's hair Justin. is yeah. Justin's hair is real uh, um, like light strawberry blind almost it's not like now that's so funny because every time i've seen justin on set like the times we've been together <laughs> he's completely shaven his head is shaved bald <laughs> and he only wears a speedo he's like a <laughs> mma fighter so that's how i see him but i don't know maybe he's gonna chuck claustrum when he lets it grow out vacation when, period between fights when he's letting it grow out man i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to try and catch one of those do you know what i learned on this episode? what did you learn i learned that uh the Millennial Book Club is listenable, listenable even if you don't have Netflix. I love that. That was my favorite thing, talking <laughs> to Grant, by the way. He doesn't even hear my TV, <laughs> and like, he listens to the show, and it's half of it is about Netflix. And he's I like, you know what? I mean, That's fucking awesome. That is really cool, and I think it, it says uh, 
It says a lot with a little. He says it's enjoyable or maybe, I don't know. It just gives him the illusion of Netflix. Just a nice little taste. Gets him, gets him out of watching a lot of really bad shit is what it does. Uh, <laughs> that, everybody, I think we, we should always do that. Even if this podcast ever, you know, became something that was big, I think it would still be cool to every once in a while have like a fan on the show and, and someone who's listening all the time and, and talk to them and learn about them. That would be fun. So there it is. This week's Millennial Book Club is uh, Don't F With Cat. It's, on, it's about a cat killer or something. I don't know. We'll find out. I think we're going to have a really good conversation with that. And if you want to mention anything, you can email us at roadsodamail at gmail.com. Or you can call, leave a message at after the beep. Don't start before the beep. It's 706-200-1213. And um, Greg, what do you always tell everybody? People, very important, get yourself a good night's sleep. You don't get enough sleep. You're not an optimal person. And we want you to be optimal people. Because you'll be optimal listeners. Get right. yourself some sleep. <laughs> go to bed. We're, we need. We're trying to get you guys op- optimal listeners. <laughs> <I like that. laughs>